Blog Talk Radio. Receive so far, it's been so hard. There's a few 
dudes to run, but they would do that they sharp, man, they so soft. Don't be thrown off, baby, so lost. Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular schedule program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of the meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are. Peace, peace, peace to you and yours, peace to you and yours. This is Noble Edge Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed, this is your host, Brother Blue Pill. Very soon to be joined by my co-host, Brother Red. Peace to the family, peace to you and yours. Welcome back for another monumental episode of Noble Edge Radio, okay? Everybody's... Had a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful weekend. Okay, let me go and see if the co-host is in the building as of yet. Give me a second to settle in. Okay, my co-host is not here as of yet. Nonetheless, peace to the family. Welcome back. Okay, there we go. Caller from the 347-347-650. Caller. Peace. Peace, peace. Peace. What it do? Chilling all as well. Peace to the family. Welcome to Nola Ledge Radio. This is your co-host, the brother Red Pill. Huh? Excuse me? (laughs) What's good with you, bro? How was your weekend? Um, It was good. It was good. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Texas. Yeah. Shout out to Houston. Everybody that uh, came down. To uh, Houston for the All Star Weekend, you know what I mean. I want to give a shout out to everybody. You know, all of the uh, Lil Wayne in them. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> it was eventful. Now I really got to see. Um, you know, it's been a while since I've been to one of those events. You know what I mean. I'm sure that you could. Remember when we used to frequent All-Star Weekends and Super Bowl Weekends, things of that nature? Absolutely. You know, yeah, yeah. The the chaos that ensued with all of the, you know, because there's a a culture of personality worship. You thought it was bad at the National Black Theater 
and on Facebook, but uh, in in the hip hop world, you know what I mean, amongst the demigods of hip hop, it's at a, it's, it's definitely at an all time high. So I got to see people, you know, worshiping their gods and God this weekend. It was interesting, you know, a very interesting thing. The power of uh, hip hop, you know, what I mean, the power of our, our our celebrity culture and things of that nature. You know what I mean? But overall, Houston is a beautiful place. You know what I mean? Texas, overall, is a very beautiful, very, very big place. It reminds me of, I, I, I often I said this when I touched down, that it, is, it looks like Atlanta, like picture Atlanta and Miami merged into one. That's That's Houston to me. Wow. You know, yeah. Okay, so it's a port you know, city? Outside of the whole farm aspect, huh? It's a port city? Well, I'm just speaking more so about just the whole, the way that the city is built, you know what I mean? The way that they have, uh, you know, driving down the highway, seeing how everything is laid out with the strip malls, and uh, the the plethora of different malls, shopping centers, you know, every big city, you know, they all have these familiar, because we live in such a consumer-based society now and uh, such a corporate uh, society that uh, these different spots, you know what I mean, like these different uh, franchises pop up everywhere and you just begin to identify different cities yeah, yeah. based on the franchise that you see. So Dude. Houston is Crawfish and Scrippers, Scrippers, Scripp Clubs, yeah. Crawfish, Crawfish and Scrippers. That's all I see. That's interesting. <sighs> Definitely interesting. You know. The Beyonce, Beyonce. Beyonce, Beyonce. But it's interesting though, though. Yes, indeed. I've heard a lot of positive things about, yeah, about the upward mobility of melanated people in these areas. You know, shout out to that. Indeed. So shout out to Ace Town. Uh, Definitely shout out to the Philly family. You know what I'm saying? The Philly family showed me some love this weekend. I passed through Philly. All right, so shout out oh, to the Philly okay. family, Black and Nobel, shout out to Haas, Prince Joseph, shout out to the Minister sure. Inky, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Taj, shout out to Mikael, he was in the building. Shout out to um brother Abdullah. I seen him, I haven't seen him for a minute. The etymology oh, expert, yeah. Legend. Yeah, he he's 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 on deck. He got some books coming, so shout out to the brother, shout out to uh Sister Kafunia. Holding us down in Brooklyn at her event. Um, shout out to uh, Booker T, King Simon. They did something on Sunday. Shout out to the family that came out for that. You know what I'm saying? It definitely was a uh, wonderful event. Uh, and shout out, I saw my eye. Shout out, definitely shout out to my eye. She was in the building as well. Um, yeah, so, you know, just shout out to Patrice. She came through. It was, it was, How's the weather in the in the city? It's it's kind of frigid, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of on the brisk side. You're going through it, like I said. You know, this is the 
technically the last month of the year, so we had the tail end of it all. And then right. when uh, the, the hammering goes down, you know, the spring yeah. is right around the corner. Um, you know, the, the, the groundhog the, was favorable. I believe so. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I ain't even studying that, but there's definitely some beautiful moments around the corner. It's even cold in L.A. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the West Coast families. It was even brisk out here. When yeah. I touched down, oh. it was like in the 50s for a while. Today, it, was, it just started to warm up a little bit. So I, I guess this thing is a blanket. Pretty much. You know what I'm saying? It's just touching all corridors or what have you. But I tell you what's hot. These airwaves, you know, the feedback that I've been getting all weekend from people who oh, yeah. part one of this monumental uh, show with Dr. Sabi, nothing but positive feedback. You know what I'm saying? He definitely has reignited the people. They're charged up, you know. Yes, sir. And they are receptive to the message that's being transmitted. You know what I'm saying? They're, 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 they're back on cue. And that was, um, yeah, I um, I took that message on Friday and I ran with it, you know what I mean, throughout the weekend. You know, the whole message of love that, that the good doctor was prescribing to us, you know what I mean, um, being able to love your brothers and sisters, you know, both Christian, Muslims, and Buddhists, you know what I mean, regardless of. And right. And, and Buddhists. There were some Buddhists out here. So I was, you know. Going into, because I really didn't indulge in any of the festivities like that. I went to the mall on the weekend and uh, got my little download of what's going on currently in the hip-hop world, and I was that was enough for me. You know what I'm saying? After that, I fell back into what I was doing on a personal level. And, um, you know, but I was able to approach it with some love. You know what I'm saying? So walking through the mall, you know, Sisters was out there doing what they do, um, yeah, and uh, yeah, you know I was able yeah. to show them some love. You know what I mean? I didn't have any dollars for them because they was definitely out there looking for some, you know, some kind of sponsorship. But uh, I was able to give them, you know, some love. I love you, sister. It's all good. You know, you'll find your dress one day. You'll be able to put some clothes on. It's all right. We love you. Let's keep it moving. But, uh, yeah, but the love thing, the love message, my phone was blowing up over the weekend. A lot of people who were listening to the show, you know what I mean, they had a lot of uh, positive feedback, you know what I'm saying. There's about 100 sound bites in that interview that people have just held on to. Uh, and, uh, you know, there was a lot of good, you know, because Dr. Savi is definitely uh, – he tickles the funny bone, you know what I'm saying, with a lot of things that he says, even if he doesn't even try, especially yes, in a community where, no. where we don't laugh a lot, you know what I mean, and we don't really, we tend not to laugh a lot. And when you do carry on a sense of humor, people say, to you, oh, that brother's not serious enough, man. He, he likes, you know, think it's he, a joke. he just wanted, that nigga's a joke. He just want he thinks this shit is a joke, you know what I mean? It's funny. It's baby yeah. dying out here. This nigga's just dying. This nigga's choking. So I guess he, he served a good yeah, balance. Yeah, yeah the yeah, feedback that I got was, was from people acknowledging the fact that, you know, he definitely brought humor to the situation where it wasn't laughing at the people's quote-unquote condition, 
but just bringing an alleviated sense of being where, you know, we got this. Yeah, you know I mean? basically. Sometimes, I, I guess the saying, we got to laugh to keep from crying. So, you know what I mean? Yes. So, you know, also what I got, um, you know, the feedback that I got in response, not only this weekend, but uh, continuous inquiry from people about various different topics that, um, you know, Dr. Sabi specializes in, and they come to me with the questions. If I don't have the answers, you know, I might steer them in the right direction. And some people are unable to, um, you know, they want to hear directly from from Dr. Sabi's mouth. So we thought that it would be a unique situation, a unique opportunity to uh, make the doctor available to some of the family out here. Plus, he has more of his dissertation that he has to deliver. The show got cut off at um, 12 on the dot. 12 on the dot, you know, and he said he was just warming up, you know. So we're definitely going to bring him in very, very, very soon and let him continue where he left off. And at some point, like I said, family will be going to the phone lines if there's people out there with any questions, comments, or concerns, if there's family out there with testimonials, this is also a time for you to step forth. You know what I mean? Just like when he went to his court case and he brought forth 77 witnesses that testified on his behalf and said, look, we're here. You know, what's the use of a piece of paper if we're the living truth, we're the living proof? You know, it's the same thing tonight. You know, speak up. Let your voice be heard. Let the people know this is real. Okay. Cause there's babies dying out here. So I got a um, powerful call Saturday morning. As a matter of fact, brother called me up break of dawn and was inquiring if I had Kate the arts degrees math because he wanted to reach out to KT and um, basically thank the brother because his mother was cured of cancer as a result of the information and I believe the remedies that the brother KT, the arts degree, provided him. And he not only said that she was cured of cancer, but he also went into saying that she is what is termed as a miracle, you know what I mean, in the uh, medical establishment that she was, uh, you know, participating yes. in the hospitals that she was going to. They're saying she that was not taking, She was not taking their medicine by no. any means, okay, because her son Not intervened based on the information that he was able to obtain via this platform and his direct contact and consultation with KT, you know, which yeah. is an extension of the work, of course, being done by Dr. Savy, our mother, and the likes. So, again, you know, this is a platform that continues to bring forth good vibes, good energy, healing energy, and just, you know, affirmation of life. So definitely uh, at some point, like I said, um, we're going to go to the lines and bring the family forth. So if you have any, no more announcements to make at this particular time, I do want to say this before we get into it, family, because, you know, Sabi will be available uh, tonight on the phone once we open up lines. But if you are on the West Coast, and you want to see the doctor in person do his thing because there's one thing hearing him on the radio. There's another thing seeing 
the 80-year-old brother dropped to his knees and bounced back. There's another thing, seeing him in person and actually benefiting from the resonance of his voice, his sound, the life, the energy, you know what I'm saying, the pulsating aspects that he brings to the table. You want to be in the building for that. So family out west, please converge on the beautiful city of Los Angeles this Sunday, February 24th. At 3 p.m., he will be in the building at the Sanctuary at Satsuma, okay, Satsuma, which is located at, um, let me get the address for you real quick, 5453 Satsuma, which is in the NoHo Arts District, Art District, so NoHo is North Hollywood, the NoHo Arts District near the corner of Vineland and Burbank, okay? So Vineland and Burbank at 3 p.m. on Sunday, February 24th. Dr. Sabi, the man, the legend, will be in the building, okay? With some powerful information to bring the family. If you are out west, you definitely want to be in the building. It only costs $20, family, okay? It's only a dub. So please tell a friend to tell a friend. Bring the family out. Brothers, you know, bring your mother out. Bring your grandmother. Bring your aunties, Okay? Because I know, just based on statistics, everyone has something lurking in their family. There's some sort of situation that is, uh, you know, making auntie or making your moms a little cranky because it's not right. You know what I mean? Diabetes and all types of other things is just hampering the family right now. So they need this information. It's vital. Okay? So this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Catch the doctor. He is going to be coming to town this Sunday, all right? Seven Heaven Seymour, Sogo Water, will be in the building, all right? So definitely, definitely come through, check us out. I'm going to be posting the information to this event all over the networks so the family will be able to download the flyer, email it to their friends and their family, and let everyone know it is going down this Sunday, okay, in L.A., in North Hollywood at that. Dr. Sabi. All right. So let me read the description for tonight's show and we could delve directly into it. All right. Know the Ledge Radio is proud to present part two of the return of Dr. Sabi. On the heels of the monumental part one episode conducted this past Friday, Sabi returns to the airwaves to elucidate and educate using the art of storytelling. Join us as Sabi continues to elaborate on the three disciplines of Yahura and how the simplistic adherence to the laws of nature can help put the planet on a course to healing. Tonight, we will also open up the lines and let the audience engage in a Q&A with Dr. Sabi. Also, testimonials are welcome as well. Dr. Sabi stands firmly on the premise that there is only one remedy for the ills that plague our people, and that is to return back to the forest the source of life that has always been synonymous with our healthiest state. There were no need for drugs, pharmaceutical companies, or hospitals when the carbonated beings of this planet were adhering to the principles that can be found being practiced in indigenous jungles and environments around the world. Sabi says, we were in a preventative existence as opposed to the chaos we are collectively in our days, following the ways of a people clearly, clearly, who do not adhere to the dictates of anything natural. Okay, they found some more horse meat. And, hang on. You ask, what is it and how do we fix it? Lo and behold, 
There are solutions for those who choose to submit to their higher self in the deafening tone of sound reasoning. Tune in for part two of Electrifying Discourse, delivered in the name of love. This will be a precursor to Dr. Sabi's upcoming lecture in Los Angeles, California, on February 24th. Okay? So get your pads and your pens ready, family. We are about to begin. Class is in session. With no further ado, we present to you, call it from the 305-371, Dr. Sabi. Peace. Oh, boy, all of that. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. Indeed. Welcome back. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, Everybody. Thank you, everybody. Well, yes. Let us begin with part two. Yes, sir. Of what you must do. Indeed. Yeah. Well, how was your week? First and foremost, let me uh, get the formalities out of the way. Talking to me? Yes, I said, how was your weekend? Oh, my weekend. We last like oh, all right. other weekends, you know. Every I've been laughing these couple of ten years weekend. In the last ten years, I have been uh, somewhat playful in my head. I never used the word mind because I don't know what that is, but my brain is relaxed to the extent that I could play. I could play with everything. I laugh at everything. Yes. I mean, I could tell you stories of what was done to me in the last 10 years, and it's funny that I am laughing at it because it's a thing of laughter. Why? Because I want you to listen carefully that There isn't an animal in the kingdom of life that would help us to accept the position that we have been led to occupy. Position, yes. Animals only indulge in food and shelter. Not clothing, but it's okay that we indulge in clothing because we can't go around, you know, natural anymore because our brain has been distorted to that extent that we cannot see a woman without clothes. Oh, my God. But once upon a time, that's all we saw every day, someone natural. Okay. So animals only spend time in feeding themselves and chilling. Plants does the same thing. Okay. We did the same thing. We did the same thing in the forest. Chilling. The youngsters use the word chilling today. Behave yourself. You can't really chill. You're wearing clothes. You're depriving yourselves of oxygen. So we have to do the best with what we have. So, 
Animals and plants only indulge in protecting themselves with eating the food that is consistent with the cellular predisposition. Sea moss. Man, the sea moss live in the ocean. This dude here, he loves calcium. That's his business. And that thing we call burdock, man, he loves iron. You see? Okay. Gorillas never have blood in his mouth. He know what to eat. So we want to fix it. And we don't even know what to eat. I mean, we don't know what to eat. We don't know what should go in our mouth. But yet, in our community, we have scholars. Yeah, we have scholars. These men, they know all sorts of matters. These scholars, or oh, a scholar, like Dubois, W.E.B. Dubois, he was a scholar. He left us with a legacy. I don't know what, but he was a scholar. Garvey, not so. Garvey was about food, clothing, and shelter. You see, we want to see what place the scholar occupy in the building of a society where food, clothing, and shelter is the priority. Why do we need a scholar? Oh, we begin to break down some more. We have scholars now. And all we need is people that knows how to preserve food or produce food and to build some houses and make some clothes. And we're gone again. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. We became scholars. Man, we have more scholars than farmers. And it is the highest position in the society. Not the man that knows how to grow the food and make the clothes. He means nothing. The scholar. Man, he wears his bow tie. And he drinks his martini. And he talks about all these books. He talked about John Stuart Mill, the philosopher. He talked about Spinoza. We talk about Plato and Socrates. But he doesn't know what should go in his mouth. So the result of that is chaos. It becomes chaotic. Why? Because we have deviated from the model. The model shows us that we are to eat alkali food. We don't even know what that is. When your mother took me to WLIB in New York, the Gary Bird, I made a statement that had everybody jumping on my head. And I thought I was doing a favor. You see, I'm always making these mistakes. Oh, my God, nobody needs help more than me. I mean, people come on the radio. 
to educate people. But when I come on the radio, I come on the radio to be educated. Because I know that I don't know everything. And that whatever I know or think that I know, it's only but a microcosm of the whole. So yes, we need to fix it. And the scholars cannot do it. And we have not really begin to see what direction we should take because the model is been it has been modeled up because when we look at it we interpret the model with the eyes of Europe. You see, it's embarrassing to look at Africa. My mama was naked. That's okay. My mama didn't have any clothes on. You see, my mama lived among brothers. That was cool. My mama lived among people that didn't violate her. In fact, mama didn't have sex but every four years probably. Because that's when she ovulated. And it was true, it was cool. Africa had the lowest population on the planet. The biggest continent with the lowest population. Okay. The model has been muddled up because it looks nasty. So, okay. Just turn away from the model, which doesn't look too good because it makes you feel like you are lesser. My mama didn't wear any gloves. There were savages. But the people that said that knew that her children would follow what they say. You all are naked. Well, we never heard that word in our We didn't have that word in our vocabulary because we didn't know what naked was. That word did not exist in the forest. Everybody was natural. So since we cannot make sense using the model because it's too raw, the model is too raw. So let us turn to science. Let us turn a bit tonight on science because it is science that we respect. Science decides everything. I mean, Barack said it, and he was right. So science shows that if a substance has been altered, it becomes poisonous. It becomes injurious. If a natural substance has been altered, it is a protoplasmic poison. Just take our time. We want to be clear. I don't want to leave this station without clarifying or making sense. I am not a scholar. I don't intend to even pursue that end. 
myself as being someone that could deploy a group of words that make sense, that they are applicable to life. So science shows that uh, anything that has been altered become poisonous. Remember when I was asked about Dr. David Ayensu? Did I know the work of Dr. David Ayensu? Well, I told the botanist in New York, yes, I did. And he talked about the periwinkle, and that the periwinkle could probably have the cure for leukemia. The rosy periwinkle, because in his head, it has iron. Oh, yeah. But what Dr. Ayansu didn't know, that the periwinkle was made. And since he's an African from Ghana, I don't think that the brother really expect to know that there were some mischievous people altering things because he, Ayansu, the African, he doesn't expect people to be that mischievous that you're going to take something natural and adulterate it and then expect to get value and substance from it. So he thought that the periwinkle must have been natural because he's going to isolate the active ingredients. But the periwinkle is an acid-based plant. But Dr. David Ayansu didn't know this. And that could have put the rest of our black brothers and sisters in America because as I speak about healing, do you know that 90% of the herbs that black people administer to other black people are hybrids? And they are totally unaware of it? Yeah. I drink my ginseng and I drink my aloe vera. I take my noni. I use golden seal and peppermint. Oh, I love my peppermint tea in the morning. Without realizing that everything I just mentioned were made. Like the sister here with me today, she said, well, I like tilapia. I said, tilapia is a fish that was made by the Japanese. And he eats his own fecal matter. Oh, yeah. The tilapia is a fish that would guarantee cancer because he's a fat fish. <laughs> he was made. The boy was made. So they give us this laboratory-made food that science showing us. I'm not a laboratory product. How could a laboratory product complement a natural organic body? That's impossible. So we have to begin to clean up. But are we going to do that? Are we going to fix it by waiting for the industrialists who control everything to fix it? Well, if you try that, he's not going to be living in that big house. Because the Indian, the Native American, didn't have any food that was unnatural in their environment. You know, the Indian didn't have any corn. He didn't have any rice. He didn't have any wheat. And he didn't have horses, nor lamb, nor sheep, but he have that now. That he have now, just like you and I. 
everything that is consumed in Africa is hybrid. It has no energy. It has no electricity. It doesn't have any food value. It doesn't nourish. But which one of us would have the nerve to stand up and say, hey, holy fellas, you all are feeding my people glucose, something that doesn't belong in his mouth because he never had it in his mouth. And could that be the reason why in my house I was a Muslim, my brother was a Christian, and my other brother was a Buddha, and we came out the same vagina? Now, something is wrong with that picture. But it would have been all right if we indulge in these artificial foods and get away with it. But the first system in the body that breaks down is your central nerve system. Image is going to change in front of your eyes and you have no control. You see, we once believed that the eyes is what allow you to see. No. Look carefully. When someone is completely paranoia and schizophrenic and they go to the level of insanity they be telling you no, no, let them don't let them take me don't let them take me how is it that they are seeing something that you are not seeing they are seeing things that you are not seeing then we say but he's crazy yeah we know that we know he's crazy but why well, his brain has been interfered with. But we never attribute it to the food, which causes a chemical reaction in the body, a negative chemical reaction. But we want to fix it. So you see why we need scholars? We need scholars, or we have scholars, not that we need them. The reason why we have scholars is because he is a victim of acid food, and he doesn't see that what he's doing is hindering the growth that is necessary because we have been separated and we have been stepped on, disenfranchised. Okay, fine. Just get to work and start rebuilding it. No, we can't do that. We've got to wait for someone to give us the help to do that. So uh, just turn our heads away from this practical thing and go into the, 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 the philosophy of things. And that's where science, again, venerates us because science shows that the higher the amount of oxygen that your body receives, the higher the quality of life. But we are covered up 90% of our body because we are the gorilla with the diaper, <laughs> wearing glasses and a bow tie. And I'm a scholar. I'm bad. I'm a scholar, man. I, I, I have 
32 degrees to have a master's, you know, and you're going to tell me I am not educated. Hey, brother, I know that you are educated. That I know. But how are we going to use this stuff? We, we need some houses and some food and some clothes. How are we going to use your scholarly advancement? No, we need some farmers that knows about the ground. And some that knows how to put some dirt together to make some bricks to make some houses that wouldn't cost any money, like what I did in Honduras to make the house. They're all dirt. The capital city of Honduras, the capital building is dirt, 650 years old. Mm-hmm. So science shows that. It was cool for us to be naked. Then this, I was talking about when your mother took me to WLIB and I said what I said, which caused the whole shit of New York to come down on my head. And that is, I said that carrots were artificial. What did you say? Yes, it is. Oh, yeah, they still, they still in the uproar over that. <laughs> well, they have to be. You see, you and I have to remember, always remember this, that when people object to something that comes to upset their comfort zone, they should take a hatchet and split your head wide open. That's what they should do. That's what they should do to me. Because the man is comfortable. He's comfortable eating his cows. Forget about what he's going to do to me. Forget what is going to poison my body and my nerve. I like it. Yeah. And this occurs in my country and in Africa. I saw in the 95% of the African countries, they eat cassava. But cassava is cyanide. You think that you're bad? You think you're smart? Okay. Just buy yourself a ticket and go to Senegal and, and Nigeria, and you tell them, hey, hey, Nigerians, cool it, man. You can't be eating this stuff. You know, is this the reason why the Yoruba jumped all over the Igbos and killed 5 million of them in, the, in, in 1985? Is this the reason why the, the Yoruba killed the very man that brought the independence to Nigeria, Sir Abu Bakr Tafawa Beliwa, the baddest dude ever. They have to kill him. The boy that killed him was eating cassava three times a day. And then you are telling me that everything is all right. We, we could go back home, see. Just go to Africa. Just go to Ghana. Just go to Guinea. Just go to to to. to Anyway, Ethiopia or, or, or and the West Coast of Africa, you go there and try to help. And you're going to see that you're going to be in big trouble. So we could begin to do some things here, like you, your mother, your brothers, are indulged in this organic pursuit which I sh- is commended. I should commend you guys for being so young and yet so alert to do this because most of us, we are into 
containing something other than that which supports life. You know, and when they come with these things to us, they come with them without realizing that they're bringing us poison. That's why I mentioned Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa is not the best thing for us, man. Kwanzaa brings us poison, black eyed peas and rice and chicken. And that's Dutch. Like I said, that's Dutch. So we need to now, in part two, we want to show that in order for us to fix it, boy, you're going to have to align, we're going to have to align ourselves with those of us who have reached a level of understanding over and above that which has been afforded today. Like, why I said that? Because, look, my brother was a Christian, and I'm a Muslim, and my other brother was a Buddha. How are we going to fix it? When the three of us are victims of a food that would destroy our thinking pattern. The Christian gave me a heart, which is going to clog my arteries and give me diabetes. The Muslim gave me lamb, which is worse 10,000 times, which is going to make me angry. I make my heart go bad and also have the potential to give me AIDS because it has the anthrax germ. And then the other one, Buddha, they gave me starch, which is carbonic acid. They get me coming and they get me going. So to fix it, we cannot expect the religious individual to help us. No, we have to begin with people that love everybody, not a religion, but that have the capacity to love everybody. And there are those among us that understands that. You see, the, the idea that reverberates around, the thinking that reverberates is that Whenever you become black, you're supposed to hate white, Chinese, Arab, and Eskimo. No. It is when you become black that you really love others because you have begun to do what? Love yourself. You're going to love yourself now. And once you arrive in loving yourself, it's going to be easy to love everybody else. But those of us that claim that we love white people and Chinese and Arabs, not so. Because I could tell what you're eating, you don't even love yourself. So how could you give someone something that you don't want to have for yourself? Mm. And you're not going to tell me that you love yourself putting a pork chop in your mouth or a lamb chop or some potatoes. Because you're not going to do that to me. That's like urinating on my head and telling me it's rain. You're not going to get away with it. So we are saying now, when we're asking, please, the message of love is the only way that we're going to get out of this mess because we once had it. We didn't have any old folks' home in the jungles of Africa. No, we didn't. We have an old folks' home. We didn't have any ambulance. 
paramedics. We didn't have any bottles to put any medicine in. But when they found us, oh my God. Brothers and sisters was very healthy. And the word melanin didn't exist in our vocabulary. The word spirit didn't exist in our vocabulary. These words have a tendency to take you away from reality because the spiritual people aren't doing anything in bringing about the food, clothing, and shelter which is required today because that's all I spend my time with, understanding what food is good for us. But that is heavy. The other things, man, like what? The sciences, what science? When I was in my 40s, I met a man that was 80 years of age. He was my age, like I am now, 80. And he had this motorhome, big, pretty motorhome. And I said to him, I wish I had one. He said, because you're stupid. That's what he told me. So he said to me that I was stupid because he had to drive this motorhome all the way to Reno from Los Angeles, which is an eight-hour drive. By the time he got there, he's tired. He's taking a lady with him. But if you take a plane, it's only half an hour. And he got there rested. Well, when he gave me that response, I asked the man. I said, sir, uh, like, uh, what could you teach me right now that I could uh, avoid pitfalls and walls and, you know, running into walls and busting my head? He said, I can't teach you nothing. Not a damn thing, he said. That's what he said. I said, why, sir? He said, because everything I was supposed to know, I learned it yesterday. I said, oh, Peter, the man is 80. So I thought by that age, he would have accumulated enough information to pro- propel him through life. The man said, look, man, 80, he said, you haven't begun to see yet. And I'm 80, and I realize how dumb I am. Oh, my God, the nigga's dumb. Shut up, boy, that you cure AIDS. Yeah, you do. You're not even scratching the surface when you cure AIDS, diabetes, or sickle cell. Because the real healing, Dr. Savy, is when you are able to place people in an environment that would be so comfortable where there would be no brother that is a Muslim, Christian, or Buddha. He would be a brother like we once were before the religions came. But we can't go there now because we're scared. We're afraid. We think that we need these things. And my brother was one of them. That's why when I came home that Christmas Eve, my brother had a hog head on his table. (laughs) I said, wait, what are you going to do with this hog head? He said, I'm going to eat it. And you used to eat it too? I said, yes, I did eat it once. I did. But I met brothers in America, brothers and sisters, that took me into their fore and showed me this is dangerous. Don't eat this thing. My brother ate the hog head. Yeah, he did. My brother was dead two years later. And then his wife died a month after him. And then his, his, his daughter died with high blood pressure. His son died with high blood pressure. And, and they were young. I said, I can't believe this. I can't believe that when you 
sister. It's for you. It's for you. And only you. Okay? So we are appealing to those who have already reached that level of me. Yes, I. Damn it. What everybody thinks is so it is so absurd because I think of myself as being the greatest individual in the world. Of course I am. I have to be the greatest. Why am I the greatest? Because I'm unique. I'm unlike all other individuals in the world. There are no other like Savi. But no. I was shown that I'm supposed to abandon me, that I don't worth anything, and that this flesh that I live in means nothing. It is my spirit that lives. No. No. (laughs) If I ever eat the wrong food and this physical body that means nothing gets sick, what they say is true, and you know we hear it all the time where they say that mind over matter. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Well, okay. And spirit, too. Oh, man, the spirit. That, that, that's, that is the thing. Your spirit and your mind. Don't mention your soul. Those, those things override this physical nonsense they call the body. But look at the joke, that when the body gets sick, what is the state of your mind, your spirit, and your soul? When you got pains all over, what state are they in, if they exist? <laughs> oh, no, my spirit going to be intact because my body is sick. No, when your body is sick, all you are sick, which means that the physical body that we train, we were trained to just neglect, it's the very thing that keeps you happy. So when they tell us that we need all this knowledge, you got to get knowledge and wisdom, brother. Brother, there is such thing as knowledge and wisdom. Fine, what is it? Sing it out for me because I want some. I need some of it. Of course I need some knowledge. I need some wisdom. I need some understanding. Give it to me, brother. How am I going to build this house with knowledge? Well, the Maya were doing that long before there was a book. So did the Africans. So it it takes knowledge? No. It takes only one thing. Being connected to the procession of life. And these are the people that we are appealing to those who have reached that level of understanding because we know then that they are not going to object because they want to. When they see reality and truth, they're going to gravitate to it. This is why Uruwa, Uruwa only have three stages or three commandments. Number one, you are the only one in the universe like you. There is no one like you. So you're telling me that I'm unique? Yes, you are. Well, if I'm unique, why should I have to listen to someone else? Well, you don't have to do that. 
because there's nobody in the world that could save you but you, your decision. So, but you're supposed to work with your brother because you came from the same gene pool. But within that gene pool, everybody's individual is individually different. Like the ants. Each ant is different in behavior, but they all work together to make that nest that they could live. You see how simple that is? Well, I am a Muslim, and I go and tell a Christian brother, hey, man, look, we need to build some health centers, man, because we are dying by the thousands. In Africa, they're dying by 10,000 a day of malnutrition. The truth has not sneaked out yet, but Africa is dying. Africa is finished. Look, 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 I would go so far as to say that in the next 100 years, there will be no more African black folks. <laughs> Man, they are dying. We are dying in Africa. I went to Africa to show them that we could de- begin to develop the healing of the whole continent because we have the softness right there. They looked at me like I was stupid. And for a minute, I believe that I was stupid because they're the majority telling me I'm dumb. What's wrong with you? But, 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 but Bongo, Bongo, this is the Nigeria in Oshogbo. Uh, the, the woman came in in Bongo's hut and she had an obstructed colon. And Bongo told the woman that, he had, that she had a bad spirit inside of her that was doing some kind of damage. Spirit? Well, 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 if the woman had a spirit inside of her, how would Bongo know that when a spirit is unseen, is invisible? But that's where they have us. They have us worshiping a rock and something that is invisible, both extreme. I said, Bongo, why you tell the woman that she had a bad spirit inside of her when it was clear that the woman had an obstructed colon and she needed something to make her go to the bathroom and release all that pressure? The woman died early that morning. So I asked Bongo, well, since she was so intelligent to diagnose that she had a spiritual uh, affliction, what is the spiritual remedy? Because this is the word, you know, spiritual disease. My condition is spiritual. Fine. Just get the spiritual remedy now to cure this spiritual condition here. And there is no such thing. But they got us there where we believe that. We believe these things. So for us to fix it, we're going to have to become neutral. Why? Because we want to love everybody, beginning with ourselves. Because this is a journey that requires work. This isn't talking and philosophizing and sitting on and being cute, using these grandiose words, these five-syllable words to impress your brothers and your sisters that you are educated. No, you've been trained like a Pavlovian dog. That's what I saw my brother, a Pavlovian dog. My brother was well-trained. I mean, he was trained to a T. Every decision he made, 
He made it based on the philosophy of Europe. I said, but come on now. You don't find Europeans uh, with their philosophy uh, tainted with some African saying or African premise, African foundation. You, you don't find Chinese quoting Africans. You don't find Japanese quoting Africans. But why are we always quoting Plato and Socrates and Diogenes and St. Paul? Why do we have to do that? They don't be doing that. And they're not afraid to express their, their, their German self or their French self or their Russian self. And why do I have to be afraid to represent Africa? I'm an African. I'm a black man out of Africa. Okay. What does that mean? That I have the right to do that which corresponds with my being. With my being. I have a right, unless you're quoting genocide, telling me I'm prohibited. Because when I walk in the Supreme Court, I didn't go in there begging. Please let me do this. No, hell no. Japanese have the right to practice Japanese medicine. Chinese and so does Indian. And what about my mama? I went in there to represent my mama. My mama didn't have any representation in the annals of pathology or medicine. When I gave her one, I went in there and let them know just like they are for others, they are. They should be for us too. So by asking the question, Your Honor, is it a fact that all of us are genetically different? She said, yes. Made up different? Yes. Well, why do they give the same medicine over the board? Across the board, I mean. Across the board to everyone. Why? If we are genetically different. That doesn't make sense, isn't it? But what do you have? I have the African biobalance. Dr. Victor Herbert said, I've never heard of such a thing. I said, he's right. He have not heard of the African biomineral balance. But the African biomineral balance is the only approach to pathology that is consistent with our cellular predisposition. And then the judge said, explain, please. Your Honor, explain. I said, first of all, the body is organic, and the African biobalance only uses organic substance for affinity. The body only accepts a substance that is constructed the same as itself. Electric body, electric food. Are you telling me that herbs are electrical, like you stick your finger in a socket? I say, yes, herbs are electrical. Herbs are alive. And if they weren't, they would not be doing the thing that they're doing now that we experience. You know, we have reverse sickle cell, lupus, herpes, AIDS, blindness. I mean, what else do we have to do? What else do we have to do to make our community leaders see that there is value and virtues and substance in what we are doing? Well, we went to a Rayborn building in 204 with Michael Jackson and presented our argument. Well, we knew that they weren't going to do something about it. We knew that because of what they are eating. And we cannot blame our brothers and sisters not to have this cause. 
the people that are going to have this cause are people like you and me. People that understand, that see that this is necessary. So the African biomineral balance carefully selected from the forest herbs that are electrical that you may not heard of in your American standard pharmacopoeia because they didn't record all the herbs in the world. They don't know the African herbs. The Chinese and the Korean are going into Africa destroying that right now as we speak. And we are not benefiting from it because we are so far away from Africa. This is where Uruwa, Uruwa comes in now uh, with the second commandment, that you do not afford yourself anything that hurts. The first one is, I am number one. I'm number one. Second, you do not offer yourself anything that hurts. And tell me the philosophy or religion that doesn't hurt the black biology. All of them, look at what they ask us to eat. From Kwanzaa on down to Buddha. Look at it. Now just check it out. And I'm supposed to be satisfied looking at them poison, poisoning our people, and I'm not supposed to say anything. Third and last, do not offend anyone or anything. So Uruwa is very simple and plain, basic. It begins with you were number one. Number two, do not offend yourself. Do, do not allow yourself or do not offer yourself anything that hurts. Third, offend no one or anything. And we move on. That's understood. But we live that. We have to repeat it now because we have been taken away. We have to perform some kind of instant catharsis. Because I don't like Mexicans. No, no, man, I don't like no Mexicans, man, little wetbacks. I said, hey, brother, do you know that it was a Mexican that healed me? And because of him, I'm healing other brothers and sisters. So you see where we are connected? And there is another thing. Do you know that there isn't an African country that gave me sanctuary to practice herbology? America does. How come America is giving me that platform? So as we talk about the white man and America and capitalism and socialism and all the isms, look at it right. They kicked me out of Dominica. They kicked me out of Zimbabwe. They told me to go to hell in South Africa under the leadership of Nelson Mandela. Oh, yes, the big boy. Nelson Mandela. Everybody loved this boy. <laughs> this boy don't give a damn about the health of South Africa, man. When I went there, and I went to the Board of Health, and I laid out the documents showing that we cure AIDS and that we cure anemia. And South Africa is suffering with a high degree of anemia. Yeah, the board of health said, get out of there. And I was happy. I left because I know they're insane. They're all insane. So I come back to America. The country is so bad. 
the country that oppresses people. America had to arrest Dr. Sebi. When they arrest me, they were supposed to arrest me. Because all the other brothers and sisters in America that was calling themselves herbalists and healers, they had not done what I was doing. So they were afraid to really talk about it. So when I began to talk about it, all the black healers in New York, your mama could tell you, was angry at me because they said I was jeopardizing their position. Hey, bro, i got to represent mama, man. The attorney general, poor fella, I felt sorry for him. I felt sorry for Robert Abraham. No, I did. I felt very sorry for the attorney general. Because when he saw the ad that I had put in the paper, the ad read in the paper that AIDS has been cured. Sickle cell, lupus, herpes, blindness, paralysis, impotence, and others. When that poor white man saw that, he didn't know how to handle that. He didn't know how to handle that. Oh, my God, who is saying that he cured AIDS? But wait. The Attorney General of New York was not the only one. All the black leaders in New York was against me, including Al Sharpton. I could call it out straight. I could name his name. He said some things about me that were derogatory. That's right. The man that we all supposed to be respecting. And then Jesse Jackson Jr. was at the White House when I said that we cure AIDS, and I showed the document. He did not tell the black race that we cure AIDS. How come they didn't do that? How come Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson Jr. didn't do that? Is it that they don't love the race? So when the Attorney General saw the ad, and then a black man put it in the paper, oh no. No, 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 this is some bullshit. No, this is something other than good. This got to be a lie. Well, he was right, because everybody lying. You know, a lie, a lie is like very pleasant. It, it sells. Truth doesn't sell, because truth makes you uncomfortable. So <laughs> they dragged me off to jail. <laughs> so when, when the policeman came, the detective came, uh, I was sitting in the, in the room with, Martin Bow that you know, and a brother named Lorenzo Pace. When the Martin looks outside the window and he saw the police, no, he didn't see the police. He saw Channel 5, Channel 7, Channel 13, and Channel 2. He said, Dr. Savi, your day has arrived. I said, why? Man, look at all those cameras and all those news media trucks. Next I heard my door was kicked down. Guns in the hands. The man came to me and said, Are you Dr. Savi? I said, Yes. Well, you are indicted by the grand jury of New York. I said, For what? Because you claim to cure AIDS. I said, But, but where am I indicted? Why do you have your guns in your hand? Well, just the element of surprise, he said. Alex, when you have your gun in your hand, man, you come to arrest an herbalist and you got a gun in your hand. The element of surprise. I say, <laughs> I say, Mr. Detective, 
My mother told me three years ago when she heard that I was curing AIDS, you know what mama told me? That you were coming. <laughs> My mama said you was coming, so enough for your surprise. Your surprise is late two years. But look at it right now. Do we, the black race, have the right to pursue an entity that is complementary to our existence? Sure, we have the right. Everybody have that right. So why did the healers in America wait until I got to New York to do that, and then they were angry at me? But wait, while the litigation was going and it was in process, Robert Abrams made the mistake thinking that he was going to win because he knew he got an ignorant man because when they did the research on my life, they found out that I had not been to school. Say, oh, oh, we got him. This boy is uneducated. We're going to get him. Oh, we're going to get him. We're going to put all these big guns on him, and he's not going to survive the storm. But when I walk in that courthouse, and I begin to ask the question and talk about the things that I know, the song changes a little bit. The Robert Adrian, the attorney general, had said that he wasn't only going to put me in jail. He was going to put me under the jail. And how I know that? Because I saw him say it on CNN. But I'm, 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 I'm thinking now, brothers and sisters, I am putting my life on the line in the face of the world. Do you all believe that Dr. Sebi was going to take such privilege to undermine and to embarrass my race, my mama, and myself? Not to mention the continent of Africa. No. When I represent Africa, I'm going to represent Africa on the level that she deserves to be respected or, 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 or to be represented. I don't see Chinese and Japanese and, or even Indian people when they make their edifice in, 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 in reverence to their culture and their tradition. Look at them. The ashram, the pagoda, they're very pretty and nice and they carry on their tradition. But when we build something for Africa, it's shabby. It got heads of dead chickens around with burlap sack in <laughs> This is an African village. Yeah, brother. This is the beauty. So I said that we have the same right to expound on the things that are natural. But when I said that, that was 1989. How many years? 88. How many years that's been? Boy, 25 years. But I knew that the leadership of that time wasn't going to respond to me. I knew that. But I also knew that the new generation is going to do it. And that is who is right up front with it, your age group. But I understood my brother, my age? No, my God. Look, a man, I was in my 50s then, and I'm saying that I cure AIDS? How could they believe that? I mean, how, look, 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 the damage is so great. 
that it is impossible for me to believe that my brother could do such a thing. George Washington Carver, poor George Washington Carver, they didn't come to help him either. And he is the father of the petrochemical industry. He wind up selling to Henry Ford his formula to make tires out of oil for $12,000 because the rest of us didn't support him. Marcus Garvey, I don't know how Marcus Garvey survived for a minute because Marcus Garvey already had ships on the ocean. And all he was asking from us was 25 and 50 cents. But the microbank, the microbank in Bangladesh started off with 25 cents and 50 cents too. Now they're worth billions. But we can't do that. We are scholars. We need scholars. We need scholars. We can't go and do things that are rudimentary. I know. That's cheap. Oh, yeah? Well, I'll tell you what. Well, in 1984, I told the city of D.C., if you gave me a dollar, five dollars a piece, we could build the prettiest health center in the world, and we won't have to pay any money for it. I mean, to be healed. Because there are over five million people, uh, over a million black people in D.C., and each one gives five dollars, five million dollars. Man, we could build a beautiful health center. And we could do that now. That's why Uruwa has the $200 million project. Because we cannot afford to pay for healing. But if we come together as a family, it's free now. Because we could support each other like we once did in the jungles where there was no health centers, no old folks' homes. We didn't have to worry about dying because the community going to take care of it. No, you better have some money if you're going to die, boy. You better not die right now. How much money you have in the bank? We'll only have $5, but you better not die right now. <laughs> you better wait until you get some money in that bank. Okay. So now we are faced with the task of looking into the organic world and affording ourselves love so that we could come together in peace. Okay. Now, we know that it is difficult in, in, in a sense, but guess what? If each of us that are listening to this program go in the street tomorrow and realize when we go in the street and we see the first brother and sister, Japanese or white, whoever, just remember that the love that you have for yourself, you are supposed to give that to that other person in front of you, especially your brother, is over with. Well, as you said, when you open up, why can I love a Muslim? Why can I love a brother as a Christian? Why can I love a brother as a Buddha? But is it going to be accepted? I don't know why is he that, but what he is when we were in the forest, we didn't have anything, did we? We were cool. We didn't have anything. We didn't have any belief in the forest. I mean, imagine that state of being. That is the model. Imagine that state of being. The Tainos in Puerto Rico, the Arawaka in St. Vincent, the Africans on the continent, 
the Mayas in Honduras, Central America, the Toltec in Mexico? You, you think they were punching a clock? You think they had schools? They didn't have any schools or clocks or jobs. No, they didn't have any of that. They just eat and chill, man. Uh-huh. That's all they did was chill. Okay. Now we're living in a society that has money in it. Money? Yes. You better get yourself some money, boy. Why? Because you got to buy some food and, and, and pay that rent and buy that clothes. And, and you, you better get some money. And you're going to eat. If you don't have any money, you're not going to eat. Look at what they did. If you don't have money, you won't eat. Well, how come we were eating? How come we were eating for millions of years in the forest? So, yes, it's about love. And if you think you have a problem with it, just sacrifice. When you leave your house tomorrow and you see that first being, if you don't feel good with that being, you're going to be feeling bad inside because that being that you feel bad with or you may hate or dislike or whatever, they don't feel that. They don't feel your hate and your dislike. You carrying it. They don't feel it. So why allow them to put you in a state that is less than comfortable? So Uwa is targeting a million people with $200, and we're going to give them 20% off everything they buy. We're going to give them also 50% off when they go to the village in Honduras to be healed. So immediately you get your money back. But what that would do, that would allow us to amass the $200 million, and we're going to spend one-third in America, one-third in Africa, and one-third in Central America. We're going to put together a health, a, a health family, also a health industry. I mean, the brothers and sisters who, are, who we have targeted, who we have selected them to, uh, to do the farming, they're going to get a million dollars apiece to, to grow their stuff organically. No pesticide or insecticide. They're going to supply our health centers. We're going to begin to make textile. We, we already appropriated $20 million for that. And then we, we have a natural cereal made, made out of the natural banana. We could buy thousands of acres of land in Honduras where this banana grow, and we could begin to process it right there. Our children would not, no longer suffer with deficiency of iron or anemia. And that's a disease that beset all of us, anemia. And if you think it's a joke, okay, well, ask yourself the question. What have we been eating ever since it took us away from Africa? Everything we've been eating doesn't have any energy in it. And what have we been eating with iron? Nothing. So we are deficient. That is why we have to be so careful. We have to be so careful when we sit and talk to each other because we both are sick. And like I said, all the time, I may be the sickest. That's why Lisa Lopez told me I needed healing. And Lisa was right because she could see it. The sister was wrong. The sister was never wrong. You see, we put things in category right and wrong. And nobody is wrong. We don't have wrong people. 
But we use these words. This is why John Coltrane said once in an interview that uh, words have a tendency to create thought patterns. And, it, and they do. It does. And when you think of a word and you think of a thing, you think it's real, like the word protein. Nobody knows what protein is or melanin. They don't know what melanin is. They don't know, but the word exists. Nobody knows what these things are, but the word exists. So we have to now realize how sick we are. We are so sick that out of my mama's womb, she had children. One is a Muslim, one is a Christian, one is a Buddha. But which one was African? None. None. Until years later, I became an African. My other two, they died. They died. But I was fortunate to come to America and meet people that helped me and still helping me. And I'm going to always need help. So, yes, to fix it, we have to love ourselves first. And then others who are loving themselves come together, and then we do this thing, Uruwa. But Uruwa will prepare you to love yourself. That's the beautiful thing about Uruwa. The, the other entities, they ask you to give it up. Without question, don't you question anything. Amen. I'm made unlike any other being. I don't have the right. Yours is not to ask the question why. Yours is to either do or die. What kind of stuff is that? But I'm a jungle boy. We don't think about doing or dying and and all this kind of stuff. We were just chilling. And and do you know what I know the scholars have problem with? How did these people live in Africa without a book, without a dictionary, without papers? You see, when you have to write a piece of paper, when you have to make a book or write in a book, you you got to cut some trees down and pull that in, pop that into paper. And after you do, then you have to make a machinery to pop this wood that you just cut down. And then after you cut it down and pulp it, you need some chemicals to make it white. And then you need another thing to do. You need to make a pencil. Then you've got to cut some more trees down. Oh, my God, look at the mess you just did. And what you going to do? I've got to write this book. Okay, fine, what you going to do that for? Well, I've got to put the message out there, brother. <laughs> what kind of message you gonna put out there? The only thing we need to know is what to go, what goes in our mouth. What is your message? Oh, they got a place for you. The world of the supernatural, and the right day they took us away from the food, clothing, and shelter. We gonna talk about the spirits. We gonna talk about the mind and the soul. We're going to talk about the Orishas. We're going to talk about Dambala. We're going to talk about Obatula. Hey, what the hell I care for about that stuff? And what about some, some 
including and some nice gardens and flowers and and clothing that we're going to make out of hemp. And we could grow hemp all throughout Africa. Grow hemp to make clothes. And hemp seed is the best milk you could feed your child instead of cow milk. Hemp seed milk is organic and it is nutritious. And then we have all the sea moss you want to have because Africa have a coast loaded with sea moss. We could go home and forget about the food. We could just drink sea moss and hemp and live forever. But we're not going to do that. Don't sound too easy. And if you try to do that, they're going to send some mercenaries on you, boy. <laughs> Preventing you from doing that which is right. So you better be ready for this journey. But we have the right. We have the right. And America should welcome it because we will become more peaceful and contribute more to America and to ourselves. But as for right now, man, look, the majority of us is on welfare because, hey, we, we don't have any jobs, they say. We just create some. No, I should be a testimony for America because I came to America when I, I, and I didn't went to school. I didn't go to school. I did not go to school. But apply myself. I met brothers. I met brothers in America that make planes, that make airplanes that didn't go to school, and flew them from Maine to Maine. His name is Aubrey Wellington Sinclair, and he made that plane in 1930. Okay? He built it himself. Tell me what we cannot do. Yes, we can. We could help the country. But we have to help ourselves first. So if this boy came to this country in 1953 without going to school, oh, boy, I've been here 60 years, isn't it? I've been here 60 years without going to school. And today I have a license as steam engineer. Today I have been able to help people with many diseases. Sure, that makes me feel good, but that says something for America, that only in America the uneducated could do that because he got the platform. He's allowed that. So we have to be very careful now. Where I am not clear is, is in this area. We see that the races are mixing now. It's no longer white. No, it's going to be black. So what is it going to be? I don't know. But I know that nature did make that. Like a liger. He's not a lion, nor is he a tiger. And he looks very clumsy. Well, he cannot relate to this or that. Amen. This is very, this is treacherous. This serious time that we live in, but we still have the opportunity to apply ourselves in developing something that is meaningful. You know, this is why Urwa has this project, you know, where it's about health, 
It's about health. It's about retrieving our health. Being nice to each other. Sure, I was with Michael Jackson, and his bodyguard were Muslims. And some of them didn't cater to me too well. They didn't look at me favorably because they even made it clear, you know. And I, I was cool with that because, you know, I, uh, I represent no one. You know, I don't, I, I, I don't have any religion. I don't have anything. I just have me. But in today's world, that doesn't mean anything. The me means absolutely nothing. To me, it does. To me, is everything. I'm, I'm comfortable. But I would like to see us come together with the love that you mentioned, you know, and begin to build. Not talk about it. Just do it. Just provide ourselves with the thing that we need. You know, just stop talking about all this nonsense that we talk about. And just get on. Scientifically, look what they did. When we live in the organic world, we didn't have any chemicals. But there was a dude out of Holland by the name of Bombatus von Hohenheim who realized that Hippocrates, Hippocrates the Greek, had gone to Africa and noticed that the African didn't have any medicine, but they were all healthy. And this way he came up with the idea that your medicine should be your food. Hippocrates said that. Mm-hmm. And he began to build on that. Hippocrates didn't have any chemicals in his, in his, in his compounds. No, he didn't. Bombatus von Hohenheim did that when he found out that Hippocrates had gone to Africa. And since the Dutch was very prejudiced up until now, he didn't like the idea that Hippocrates had learned from Africans, so he going to invent his own medicine. And that's when the protoplasmic poison came into being. Arsenide, cyanide, mercury, and antimony. This is the basis for all remedies out there. It came from Holland. Dutch again. Once it is Dutch, carrots is Dutch, the medicine is Dutch. Tulips are Dutch. So we all sh- should buy Dutch shoes and be cool. You smoke Dutch masters. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. Because now, remember, Things get to a certain level, and then they spring back. They, do, they just doesn't destroy. Nature doesn't destroy herself. So I'm glad that Uruwa is on the set, Uruwa, you know, with a $200 million project, and I'm part of that. You know how I feel? Curing AIDS, oh, that's a piece of cake, or diabetes or blindness. What makes me happy is Uruwa, not what I have accomplished. That is nothing. Uruwa, because it means that we come in together as a family with the love that we once had again. Ah, that's healing. That is healing. Mm-hmm. Give me one second. I want to open up the line for Kamani. Bring Kamani in at some point. 
right, give me one second. Mind you there? Call up on the four four. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm here, I'm here. Yes indeed. Okay. Uh Doctor Sabre, you do wanna to go to the phone lines now? Of course, family? why not? People are not gonna sit back and hear me say all that stuff without asking questions about it. <laughs> you want me to make the announcement of uh, the location of the lecture again before before you open the lineup? Well, of course yeah. you may do that. Do whatever you see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me go ahead. Let me go ahead and, and announce the lecture. All right, family, people, everybody listening. For those of you that are on the West Coast or are headed to the West Coast. Let me let you know that Dr. Sabi will be there so you can uh, finish hearing this monumental uh, information live and direct. Uh, the Sanctuary at Satsuma is proud to present internationally known and world-renowned healer and herbalist Dr. Sabi. 3 p.m. Sunday, February 24th, 2013. The place, 5453 Satsuma. Suma, that's S-A-T is in tree, S-U-M is in Michael A. Satsuma in NoHo Arts District near the corner of Vineland and Burbank. There's a $20 donation. For information, call 818-434-8783 or the Los Angeles Dr. Sabi office at 301-838-2490. Tickets can be purchased in advance at Dr. Sabi's office, 2807 Cienega Avenue, uh, C-I-E-N as in Nancy, E-G-A, or visit the website at drsabiproducts.com. You may do your due, Brother Blue. Okay. Family, now is the time. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, testimonials, um, anything of that particular nature, please press 1 on your phone at this time. We are going to go to the phone lines and bring some callers in, okay? I am going to go to the first caller, all right? Uh, let's go to the West Coast. Caller from the 213. Caller from the 213-909. 213-909-CALLER. Peace. All right, all right. Hotel, black woman is God. Hotel. <laughs> Peace, brother. <laughs> Peace. All right, all right, all right. Hey, brother, Dr. Savvy, man, it's nice to um, meet you, man. I've been supporting your um, your products for many, many years, man. I refer a lot of people, and um, and and your and your items are good, man. But I have one question regarding the hair food. Um, isn't it um the hair food for the hair growth? Doesn't it enhance the growth? It does enhance the growth. We make that, uh, that is made out of a plant known as the batana, B-A-T-A-N-A. Batana will guarantee hair growth. In fact, if you go to your website and you download or log in to Sydney Blackman, Sydney Blackman, was a, she played drums. She's a drum out of New York. She came to us without no hair, no eyebrow or anything. And in less than three months, she had a big, uh, large head of hair and eyebrow and everything. Oh, okay. Because, see, the thing is that I used the hair growth, I mean the hair food before, it, it, it had enhanced it, you know what I'm saying? And also, um, you have this other item 
um, that you put on for 10 days, I guess the people that have, like, big boss toss or whatever, um, could you brief, tell me the summary of that, of the uh, one that used for 10 days? Oh, you um, mean that the hair follicle? Yeah. Yeah, the one is like a mud. Um, well, your, your, your workers, your employees told me uh, you got to put it on for 10 days. Yes. You know what I'm that, that, like herb, that that is a composition that is made of many herbs, many herbs, and uh, one of them is the cordoncillo negro. The other one is a plant that you all don't know in Honduras in uh, in America, the guaco. And now that I'm using the uh, sencil, another herb, sencil. So yes. And then there's the burdock in it too, and one other one in it, Arnica. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you, brother, man. I, you know, for a lot but, of people. Brother, I thank you. I thank you, brother, because it pleases me to know that I've been out there now for 25 or 26 years, and all, it is you, young brothers and sisters, that are really carrying the the the, the ball. It's not people my age, because the people my age that were with me, around me then, they all are dead. They all died. I mean, I only have one friend left. His name is Marcel in Honduras. So if you guys coming now, it's getting to see it, because you are clearer. For some reason, you guys are clearer. And 20 years ago, I remember when the hip-hop movement started, everybody thought, uh-oh, it's all lost. But no, you brothers and sisters, you young youngsters are the ones that really carry the flame. And I like the feeling. So I am glad that I survived for you, young brothers and sisters. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And thank you for um, make, making the establishment. Thank you. So, yeah, I have a lot of my relatives, cousins, friends, including myself. We always, like I said, I and my wife, we just went there actually last week. Last week. Yes, sir. Well, thank you so much, brother, and hotel, man. Oh, thank you, brother. I hope that as you make yourself known when I get to Los Angeles. I'm, I'm sorry, you go. Um, Where are you? Are you in L.A.? Yes, I'm in L.A. Well, I'm going to be in L.A. on Sunday giving a speech. What is your name? Oh, um, my, my, my name is Brother Lamar, man. Um, Lamar? You, you go, oh. Yeah. Make Brother Lamar, Lamar. Know when I'm there, if you come to the okay. speech. Where, 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 where you going to be at? Well, he told you at Zatzuma in North Hollywood, NoHo. Zuma? On the corner of Vineland and what? And Burbank and Burbank. Burbank. Okay. Burbank, yeah, it's Sunday, it's Sunday at 3 o'clock, February 24th. It's 5453 Satsuma, S-A-T-S-U-M-A. Okay. I'll, I'll first make sure I'll be there and bring my, uh, my wife as well. Oh, brother, okay. I would love to see you. All right, right away. I'll show where I will introduce myself, brother. Thank you so All much. All right. Okay, peace. Thank you, peace. Give thanks, right. brother. See you on Sunday. Yes, indeed. KTL will be in the building. Blue pill. Yeah. KT. Maybe red pill. Who knows? All right. So yeah. let me go to a, another caller. Let's go to the caller queue. 
All right, this time let us jump to the East Coast. Let us go to caller from 973-973-270-973. Caller, peace. Peace, peace. Greetings, peace. 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 Peace to the pillars. Peace to the to the legend, Dr. Savy. Peace. And the art degree. What's up, what's up? All right, I'm just going to be brief. I had a quick question because I'm hearing um, on the news a lot of cases of the apnea popping up, sleep apnea, and I have two family mem- two family members that have that. So I was wondering if Dr. Savy dealt with the sleep apnea. Dealt with what? Sleep apnea. I, I can't hear that last word, Philadelphia. Sleep, sleep apnea. Oh, oh yes, of course. My problem, <laughs> sleep apnea. Uh, the first case I had was in D.C. Mm-hmm. in Washington, and it was successful. Again, remember what Dr. Sebi said that there is only one disease. There has never been two diseases in the world, and that one disease is when mucus invades the cells of the body. If the invasion of the cells in the body is in the bronchial tubes, it's bronchitis. But if the mucus goes to the joints and calcifies arthritis, but now with sleep apnea, where is the mucus? Uh, Possibly the brain or the lungs. Thank you very much. Is on the brain and the lungs. Because sometimes they have to catch their breath. Yeah. Now, no. <laughs> we mm. clear those passageways. We clean them out. It's the intracellular chelation. And there's another thing as I talk to you about this intracellular chelation. Notice carefully, one thing you have to give the doctors credit for. If you go to a doctor for diabetes in Russia or in Argentina or in China, they're going to give you the same remedy, insulin. But if you go to an alternative doctor with diabetes, one going to give you one thing, the other going to give you another, and there's another, 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 another. Nobody is in sync. The doctors are. That is something we have to make clear, and we have to do something about it. Because if Dr. Sebi had to prove to the Supreme Court that he cured sickle cell, lupus, herpes, cancer, AIDS, blindness, and others, well, why should I be doing that by myself? No. Everybody should be doing that. Am I right? Yes, you are. Sure, they should. So it is incumbent upon me now to do that to prepare others to do that. Because one person is not going to handle 40 million people or, 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 or the million that is needing help, especially in Africa. So you see why we have to clean up to our act? So you were talking to me about sleep apnea, and I was listening to you, but I was seeing that this other stuff came true too because of you. Thank you. All right, no, thank you. I just want to say keep up the great work, and uh, shout-out to everybody that's, that's, that's doing the work. 
Keep it up. Well, well, brother, I hope that I am to you and to the world the servant that I always want to be. I want to be a good servant. I don't want to be no millionaire. I, I look to hell with that. I know many millionaires live bad. But a good servant, everybody love him. <laughs> 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 That's why I became the world's largest butt kisser, Dr. Sebi. <laughs> All right, Doc. Respect. respect. Thank you. Respect. How about brother? Peace. Peace. All right. <clears throat> Let's go down to uh, 786. Go to the seven eight six seven eight six seven one eight seven eight six seven one eight caller. Peace. Hello. Yeah. Greetings. Peace. Yes. Peace. Hello. Hey, Dr. Savi, and hello to the you know the Ledge brothers. Hello, brother. Um. Yeah, I got like three questions. Is that, is that okay? I don't know. I'm not the host. Oh. All right. Well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with so, the flow, brother. All right. My my question is, um, one, how can people get into the the project that she was talking about? Uh, yes. Well, the next time that I come on the program, you will be able to know where you're going to direct your monies and how you're going to receive the benefits and all of that. Okay. Next time so, I come on this program. Because right. the sister just put together the organization or they have in the banking. Yes, you will be a part of the family. And the beautiful thing about being a family of Urua is that all the sisters and brothers, we come together and, and we really make each other feel good because we support each other. Because healing is a family affair. Sometimes, man, you drink something and you're feeling bad. And, and, and you need someone to come and hold your hand and say, hey, man, the reason why you feel bad because so and so and so. I used to feel that, but guess what? And, and that's how it goes. And then we look out for each other. And it's a good feeling of security. And we need to be there. It's not just coming together to do this project for ourselves, but it's a family that comes out of it, a support group. Because I should love you. I've never seen you, my brother, but I could feel you. And I'm supposed to love you just as much as I love myself if I am yeah. to feel good with me. Because if I hate you, will it mean that I got hated me? <laughs> I think that's funny. Um, my second question is, um, will you ever have a store in Miami like you have in California? Yes, we, we just opened in Miami. Yes, we just opened finally. in Miami. <laughs> finally. And, um... My last question is, um, if somebody ever was born with diabetes, what, what is, is there still a chance of them being cured? For Brother, I had a little boy that was brought to me five years of age. He wasn't born with diabetes. He was born with AIDS, and he's cured. So diabetes only means that the brother was born or the baby was born with mucus in the pancreas duct. Like I was born with asthma, with mucus in my bronchial tubes. Okay, sure there's cure. Remove the mucus from the system. Clear it out. Diabetes is when you clear the mucus from the 
pancreas ducts, the duct of the pancreas. And the core of the pancreas is now affected because there's a lot of inflammation in there where the islet of Langerhorns live. And they are the one that makes the insulin, the islet of Langerhorns. You clear that, you clear the ducts and you clear the core of the pancreas. And there go diabetes. Look, we had diabetes. Look, diabetes is so easy to cure that we guarantee in four days a brother came from New Jersey named Larry. Larry, Larry had diabetes. His sugar was 600. He got there that Monday. That Thursday, Larry's sugar was 102. That's right. (laughs) Dr. Adomi from Canada, he's a Nigerian. He didn't want to come to see me because he could not believe that a black man could cure diabetes, especially one that had never been to school. So, you know, he was <laughs> poor fellow. His wife encouraged him to come, and he did. In four days, he was screaming at me, Dr. Sabe, I don't have diabetes anymore. I see you're paying me for that, isn't it? <laughs> but the, but, but the Larry, Mac, uh, Larry Daniels paid the health center in Florida $9,000 a week. Two weeks, $18,000, and they didn't cure him. He came to me and gave me 1500 a week. And in four days, his sugar was gone. Isn't that something? But that's us. See, I'm not the smartest brother on the planet. All of us are smart. And the only reason why I'm able to exhibit this disability to reach, to accomplish something, because I'm black. I ha- that have a lot to do with it. I'm on the jungles. I adhere to the laws of nature, not to philosophy. You know? That's why I tell you, young brothers, please, do yourself a favor. Do us a favor on yourself first and your family. Listen to your woman. Listen to your sister. Listen to your wife. No, you listen carefully. You, we all came out of a woman. We all came out of a woman, and that says a lot. And whenever you train your eyes and look at the forest, all the cubs follow mama. So to bring about the harmony, that, that, that family harmony, you listen to your woman. And don't feel that you just lose a testicle because you're doing it. That's when you gain. Dr. Sebi, look, I listen to all my wise men. So if they mess up, I didn't mess up. You did because you were the one that made the decision. (laughs) 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 To be mad. But if you're the man, as as we call ourselves the man, which we have never cleared that up yet, we are man, whatever that is. I know I'm a male. When I became a man, I don't know. But men... Always lead women. And that's the only way he feels safe because he's so insecure. Man, I'm her from a girl, you know, in two hours, man. I have to text her. Text her? Why? I go, I know what she's doing, man. <laughs> I used to work with a guy, I used to call home every 10 minutes. 
No, you don't do that. You be cool. Be cool. But to be cool, you got to eat right. Yep. You got to eat right. You're not going to eat rice and beans and tell me you're chilling because you're lying. (laughs) That's why I feel bad about New Orleans, man. I love New Orleans, man. Man, I've never been a place in the world that makes me feel like New Orleans makes me feel. I only got to go to New Orleans, man. I feel good. That city got me, man. I love New Orleans. And yet, New Orleans is considered Cancer Alley. And when I went to New Orleans to try to talk to my brothers, they all rejected me. Because once upon a time, I was in the same organization that we all love. And I love it. But I told them, I said, hey, man, look what they have us eating, man. Look what this, this religion have us eating. Oh, brother, Allah going to chastise you. Well, they all are dead. I'm alive. You know? And I don't like that feeling because I love these brothers. These brothers to sit with me in the evening time, man. We used to go by mules and, and barrel or, 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 or corned beef sandwich, you know, and talk, talk trash. But we were happy with each other. And now they're all gone. I would have liked to sit with them today and say, Hey, man, you remember when we used to sit around and drink our beer and eat our, 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 our corned beef sandwich at Muley's, or poor boy sandwich at Muley's, or at, the, at, the, at, at Tony's Green Room? Man, I remember those nights in New Orleans, man, and they were beautiful. And, and you, you remember when we used to talk about the things that, that, that need to be done? Did you all thought that one day I would be the one, one of us that would come with healing? No. Did I know that? No. So how did this happen? That I wound up doing this. I want to be like John Coltrane. I want to play music. But nature said, shut up. Shut up. And do what you're supposed to do. And here I am. But every time I go to New Orleans, I don't feel good because they're not there to. I went to look for Tim, Harry, Marshall, Logan. They all are dead. Refelgers, they all are dead. They're gone. They made their transition. I I, I don't like that because who am I going to talk to? You know, you all cannot satisfy what I enjoy with them because you all don't know what we used to do. But you know what it would be like to sit down and talk about 60 years ago what we used to do? But they all are gone. What led me to healing? It wasn't because I was smart. No. I was led to healing because I was supposed to be led to healing. I'm not the captain of this thing. And I hope that I am the servant I want to be. I hope I am that servant. Because I want to be a good servant. Many people call and said that the grandma no longer have leukemia or diabetes or that they could see. The other day, a woman came that was blind, blind and paralyzed, and she left walking and seeing. Another man came with Parkinson, Parkinson, in a wheelchair. This brother left walking and not shaking. (laughs) 
I mean, he messed me up. When he came, I said, oh, my God, how come I got these when they're on the way out? What am I going to do with this man? My wife said, shut your mouth. You got to try. And she did it, boy. She did it. Yeah, the, the man no longer have Parkinson. No longer, he's he no longer paralyzed in the wheelchair. He walk. And when when I saw him walking, he was dragging his feet light. But about a week later, he was raising his feet up over these steps. I said, "Oh, oh, we got him." It makes me sleep good and feel good. Of course, I do. You know, like when a child has sickle cell anemia and no longer has it, like Ramir, and like and like. Uh, uh, Come on, this young lady from D.C., which I, I know her so well, Akila Stroud. She lives in Atlanta now. She no longer has sickle cell, and she has children. And they tell you and I that that's incurable. Of course it is. Everything is incurable for the other people, but not for us. So, yes, I think it would be good, brother. I'm glad you asked how you could join, but you will be able to join. Don't worry. And you just, next week, you're going to know. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, brother. That, that, was, that was real powerful for us. Now, what the um, other question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but well, we we met before, but we'll, we'll meet again. And, um, yeah, so thank you. Where do you live, brother, in New York? No, no, Miami. I'm in Miami. Oh, uh, you're in Miami. Miami. Oh, but yeah, we, we, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm here look, looking down on Miami, too, from this 36 floor of this building, the Marina Blue. Yeah. I'm around the corner of Ninth and Biscayne. Yeah, okay, okay. I, I'll come through. I'll come through one day. All right, my brother. All Love right, you, brother. man. Love you too, man. Okay. I'm going to be just like you for real, like, really. <laughs> Peace, brother. Peace. 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 Okay. I got a uh, piece blue. Yes. Yes, sir. I have a question. Yes. And he'll be back. His line just cut with his question. I'm sure he's going to call back in. Family, let's go. In the meantime, in between time, we're going to go to the Midwest. Okay? We're going to go to the Midwest. Call him from the 773. Seven three nine four six seven seven three caller. Peace. Hey, peace. Hotel brothers. Um, this is Sister Dion from Chicago, and I like mm-hmm. to tell Doctor Stavey thank you, thank you so much for the work that he's doing, and I've been following him for quite a while. And I would, I have had the privilege of being a nurse for ten years and being able to firsthand see what food has done and the diseases that uh, bad foods have caused uh, for our people. I do have a question for Dr. Sebi. I listened to one of your lectures where you talked about iron and you talked about uh, us being iron deficient and how the ferrous sulfate that we use here in the United States is not the proper iron. And I just want to know how do we get some of the proper iron to use here in the state? You know something, you make me feel so good. You make me feel so good because Chicago, I love yes. Chicago, oh God. Look, so I used to be on Stony brother. Island. I used to be on 7, uh, 8749 Stony. Okay, 
I'm on the west side. West side, brother. <laughs> I, I was on the south side. Okay. But Chicago, you guys gave me much love. You guys Thank gave you. me parties. You guys gave me, whoo, I could talk about Chicago. No, I got the iron. There was yes. a sister in Chicago who worked for the mail company, and okay. she was iron deficient, and they were mm-hmm. going to give her blood transfusion the next day. Mm-hmm. And she came to me that evening, and she took a whole bottle of my and drank the whole bottle, and that day she didn't need a transfusion. Oh, wow. So how did you get the iron in Chicago? Look, yes. there's a brother in Chicago. He's a Muslim. He named his brother Rashid. Do you know Brother Rashid? Well, no, sir, brother. There are so many Rashids. Brother Rashid Akbar. That's right. You're right. Brother Rashid Akbar. He used okay. to uh, be connected with me. But we're okay. going to go back to Chicago and open up. But you could order it from L.A. But okay. I want to sell the product in Chicago. Maybe you could do that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm, 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 I have my own food a revolution going here in Chicago. I hosted a free well, vegetarian event. If you event. have all that going, take this number then. Yes. 310-838-2490. Yes, sir. I got it. And you make yourself clear. Uh, what's your name, sister? My name is Dion, Dr. Sadie. Okay, sister. You tell them your name and that you spoke to me on the radio and that yes. I want to talk to you personal. You hear Yes, sir, I do. Thank, thank you very them, much. Give them, give them your phone number, because I'm going to call you. What a blessing, brother. Thank you oh, so much. Oh, what a blessing. That. You are the blessing. Sister, <laughs> look, I you. love Chicago. I love everything about Chicago. I mean, I enjoy Chicago. Oh, my God, yes. Okay, thank you, brother. I'm looking forward to speaking with you. Very excited about that. Thank you very much. We will. Yes. I will. Yes, sir, thank you. Thank you. Man, that was a that was a blessing indeed. You know, you see what she said, how she uh you know, thanked me for doing the work I'm doing, when we should thank each other. And it's over with overnight. If all of us are dedicated to do something good for another, it's over. <laughs> it's over. That's like that. That's all. <laughs> That's all. Just do something sweet. Do something good. Because my mama told me, what you say you're going to do? I said, Mama, I'm going to cure every disease in the world. She said, look, boy, shut up. You better make sure you do that. Because too many people come here and say the healers and curing people, and all they could do is address headaches and backaches. Is that you too? I said, "Uh uh-uh, I'm curing diseases. She said, well, I want to live to see that. And she lived to see many people that had AIDS no longer had it. And she met them. So she died feeling good that her son that she brought into the world became the servant of his race. And not only to his race, white people, Chinese, Jews, they come to me. This white lady said that she felt that she was in a vortex going down. I mean, she took the compound. She was drowning out. You see? Oh, Yes. Had a white boy, had a white boy named Bird Boats. Your mama was with me when this white boy met me. And this white boy called me a nigger five times. And when he said, nigger, 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 I said, say it again. Say nigger again, Bird, don't stop. Because I like the way it sounds coming from your white mouth. Say nigger, Bird. <laughs> and, and then he, he stopped because he realized I'm playing a game with him. Because we give 
I put much credence and atten- uh, uh, attention to words. You don't use the N-word. But when Dr. Sebi Curie and went to those same leaders, they didn't say, just use this to help the race. Oh, no. We are reactionaries. Don't use the N-word. Well, this white boy who used the N-word, look what I'm going to do to him. Standing there with your mother, Bert Bolt said, I was his only friend. Well, how did I become his only friend when he called me a nigger? And I was laughing because I thought it was funny because I, I don't know what nigger is. Say it again, Bert. I like it. Because he said God, he was from niggas. the Niger. <laughs> say it again. Say it again, Bert. And Bert was sorry that he said, no, he wasn't sorry. And do you know what the white boy said? Not only he remembered me, he count the months. Ask your mama. He said, I haven't seen you in 26 years, 13 weeks, 14 days, and that, that, that. Oh, my God, no. I can't believe that. He recognized me when I didn't recognize him. And then he said, I know one day I'm going to see you again and you're going to heal me. We were merchant seamen then. I was no healer. How does white boy know that? Let me tell you something. We got to be careful. If you deploy something other than love, you are in trouble. Yes. Okay. Nah. But I love Chicago. <laughs> Chicago, Detroit, D.C., New York. Amen. L.A. L.A. is coming now, around. But L.A. doesn't have that black cohesiveness. Neither does Miami. But Atlanta has it. Chicago, Detroit. Oh, man, that's nigga town. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> so open up uh, Red Pills line real quick. All right. Red, you with us? Peace. Peace, peace. Peace, Dr. Savy. Peace, my brother. Peace. All right. We're still with you. Man, how long you all going to have the old man on the air? You know, he's 80 years of age. He can't be just sitting there. <laughs> I mean, dispensing all this energy. Oh, <laughs> man, I love what you're doing for us. Boy, it's funny <laughs> I'm talking for... to me at this age. Because when Thank I was in therapy. my 15th birthday, I never <laughs> believed that I would be living at 70. I thought I would be dead. Remember, the boy had asthma. Exactly. I was born with asthma. I used to go, couldn't breathe. I could not breathe. And then when the boy is 27, he got diabetes. When the boy is 28, he's impotent. Oh, my God. The boy oh, is Lord. down for the count. <laughs> <laughs> no, the boy is 80. You know, this is crazy. I know. So I mean, it says may... about the herbs, right? It mm-hmm. said something about the herbs. It's not me. I'm not that smart. I just happen to drink these herbs, and they are electrical. Yes. Yes, sir. You know, and I do want to thank you for the therapy, you know what I'm saying, that you've been giving us for the past uh, few days on the show. You know what I'm saying? It's very uplifting. Just, just. You know, just the fact that you allowing us to just laugh and and enjoy yourself and enjoy your wisdom, you know what I'm saying? That's that's been, it's just it's therapeutic. 
Um, I have a question that a brother left on my Facebook page for you. He said that he wouldn't be able to join us tonight, but he wanted me to ask you a question regarding a book about marijuana that got banned in Honduras. Are you in any way familiar with that? Have you heard of a book that was banned in Honduras dealing with marijuana? No, no. Okay. The reason why I, I, I never heard of that, because when I need marijuana, I go to the government. I go to the police. Yes. Whenever I need marijuana in Honduras, and I need marijuana, oh, my God, marijuana. Look, there there's a woman by the name of uh, Christina brought me five, 10 pounds of marijuana in Honduras. Yes. I said, how much you want for this thing? She said, I want about $200. I gave her the two hundred dollars. This marijuana. Two hundred dollars for what? For ten pounds of marijuana, <laughs> and it's organic. It had wait. So I rolled the stuff and I had a joint. A man, I was high all day, but you I didn't crazy, like red. for me to smoke it. I bought it because I put it in brownies. Remember the man I talk about that was shaking? Yes. We gave him two brownies a day. It took 18 hours after he took it, and he stopped shaking. But there is a book. There is a book written in Ecuador on marijuana, Hierbas Medicinales del Ecuador. Hierbas Mm -hmm. Medicinales del Ecuador, Medicinal Herbs of Ecuador. In this book, they got five pages on marijuana alone. Marijuana is one of the best remedies in the world. It is so good that I gave it to my daughter, and she's only a year old. <laughs> <laughs> Taiwan was messing with me. I said, I'm going to fix her. So I made some marijuana tea. I made some marijuana tea, and I, I sweetened it with some agave nectar, and I gave it to the baby. And Taiwan drank it. A tower was so chilled out all night long, she didn't move. <laughs> yeah, that's what they do in Jamaica. Huh? That is a, um, a well-known remedy in uh, Jamaica. The mother of my son is Jamaican, and she told me on many occasions that that was the remedy that they uh, gave huh? the babies in Jamaica. Man, it is the best remedy. Marijuana wasn't made by a man. Like cocaine. Mm-hmm. Marijuana is not like golden seal. Marijuana is a natural plant that produces a seed that reproduces itself. Yes. So who, who okay. prohibited it? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. See, and as you, and as I you am see, not saying that I'm promoting it because I'm a drug addict. No, it's because it works. And in fact, Joycelyn Elders, who was the Surgeon General in Washington, D.C., made a statement that they should legalize it because it would take away the criminality that exists, the criminal element. Because marijuana is a sedative. It's a natural nerve nourisher. It's a sedative. So when you smoke a joint, you cool. You want to listen to some music. But when you snort cocaine or drink some alcohol, you want to do something to somebody. Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. And um, I did a a lecture uh, 
about two weeks ago, and um, I was on a college campus, and what I did was pull up a lot of, um, you know, reports and numbers and graphs to show the college students about the medical marijuana industry, how it is a billion-dollar industry, there's a booming industry, and the fact that many of the states we are projecting in the next 20 years that marijuana would definitely be legalized the same way that they, they you know, that they um, took alcohol. In the next and, uh, 20 years. I know. I, I was reaching. I was stretching. But Man, I'm sure in, in the next five, two years. Yeah. But you got to be careful. <laughs> you have to be careful because the medical marijuana is like golden seed. It's like peppermint. They're hybrids. They don't have any seed. Right. No, you don't there want you that. Not only that. The medical ma- marijuana is loaded with all kind of heavy metals because what they spray it with and what they, they want to pre- produce it fast. Mm-hmm. But the right marijuana, oh, no, man, that's organic, man. That stuff even smells good. And it, oh, it, oh, no. Look, when you eat one of these brownies, oh, my God, you chill for two days, man. Taiwa, Taiwa eat half of a brownie. Oh man, that's gonna be a whole week now. She gonna be cool out. <laughs> <laughs> no, when you come there, you gonna eat a brownie. Cause I mm-hmm. I always buy ten pounds of it. Only costs about two hundred dollars for ten pounds. Okay, on the way to Honduras I go. Indeed. All right, John. So I didn't know about the book that was banned. No, I I don't think Honduras would do that. Okay. All right. Honduras would do that because they allow you to smoke marijuana. You can smoke marijuana in Honduras, but you cannot have a pound. You could have an ounce or two in your pocket. It won't do you anything. That's the law. No doubt. I appreciate that. Thank you, Doc. (laughs) Thank you, Doc. Okay, let's go to uh, another caller. Um, this caller is caller from the 404. Caller from the 404 437, 437 caller. Yes, this is Miriam from Atlanta. Greetings, Dr. Sabi, and greetings, everyone on the show. Greetings, sister. Greetings. Um, I just want to first thank you, Dr. Sabi, for all you do for us. As a people, I have so much love and gratitude. You are such a humble servant for us, and I just i am so grateful. Thank you. Oh, I want to thank you, my sister. You know how you make me feel now. You make me feel yeah. even more responsible because when you talk like that, I have to live up to my responsibility and my position. And I like to know that I'm doing the kind of work that represent that position. Thank you so very much. Oh, yes. I don't think you have an idea of how big of an impact your work is for for the whole world, not just your people, but for the whole world. For the so whole world. That's correct. Forever people, yes. Um, I wanted to know, are you going to be coming to Atlanta, and is there any stores in Atlanta to get your products? You know, the other day, a friend of mine from Washington told me that they were to put a meeting together, and I was a keynote speaker in Atlanta. His name is oh. Chuck Banks. 
So they had a meeting, you know, by the uh, Soul Vegetarian uh, Restaurant. Okay. And I was supposed to be the keynote speaker. A speaker came up, and he spoke for one hour. Another came up, he spoke for an hour and a half. And when I came up, I only had 10 minutes to speak, and I was the keynote speaker. Oh, God. <laughs> I thought that was yeah, funny, but I went up there and said five things. So I'm saying that to say this, that I love Atlanta. I like going to Atlanta. I love the city. I love the people. I remember when I was at Castle Gate Hotel, 3,000 people came. That was so amazing. I love Atlanta. So when am I going to go to Atlanta? Well, the only way I could go to Atlanta is that you brothers and sisters in Atlanta arrange a speech for me, and then I go. I think Kimani said he's going to do that. Yeah, he's, he's coming. He's coming down June twenty second. He's coming on the summer solstice, right on, right on the day that the sun is beaming the brightest. We're gonna bring him on down, and um, we're gonna make the announcement on the location the same time when uh the brother comes back to tell us more about the uh, the Ura movement and the steps um that everybody has to take. So keep listening, and we'll we'll let you know exactly that date. But the flyers and everything are going to be circulating very soon. But he's coming in June to Atlanta. Okay. One last thing: um, if one wants to come personally see you for help, how do we go about to do that to get an appointment with Dr. Sadie? Well, I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm here in uh, Miami. Okay. How would you and do that? You would come to Miami. Yeah, we would come. We would go anywhere in the world to meet Dr. Savy and get help from oh, Dr. This Savy. is really making me feel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have to forgive me. You have to forgive me. But you know, I'm listening to you, brothers and sisters, tonight, and I'm seeing myself seventy years ago when I was ten. This little boy was playing with these grandos ideas. And now I'm living that idea, that dream. Look at that. I can't believe this. But, yes, sister, we're going to do it this time. This time we're going to do it. You see, you know why we're going to do it? Because we're putting you in front. Because Uruwa put the woman in front. Cubs, Cubs doesn't follow daddy. They follow mama. And Cubs doesn't come out of daddy, came out of mama. All right. Okay. And there's a reason why we came out of your vagina. To let you know, for you to come into this world, you had to come through a vagina of a woman. So don't think it's bad. It'll be cool now. Okay. It'll be cool. And it's love you see. Yes, sister. I would love, well, I'm going to love going to Atlanta. You know, I got a daughter there named Kelly. Okay. Kelly. She's a beautiful sister. Yeah. I love Atlanta. I mean, Lisa took me to Atlanta. Lisa Lopez. Yeah. Left eye. Mm-hmm. She told me that I needed healing. That's right. And she was right. Still needs some now. Wow. I definitely want to say thank you to the caller. 
And thank you. Thank you, yeah. my sister. Thank you so very much. Thank you. Thank you very much, Dr. Savi. Thank you thank for the you, show. Thank you, my sister. Thank you. Thank you, sister. Peace. Peace. Hey. I see some area codes in here that I don't recognize. Let's jump across the uh, board here. Caller from the 209-209-631-209. Caller. Peace. 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 Peace, peace. Where is 209? In the Central Valley of California, Dr. Sevy. Oh, yeah. Yep, Merced County. I lived there for 25 years. Wow. I love California. Beautiful out here. <laughs> yes, well, it I is. Call, yes. I, was, I was calling to say that uh, it's an honor to... Uh, get online and uh, conversate with you and the host also and everybody else is listening. And um, I had a question that I've been having for a while, right, for you, Dr. Shady. Um I know that I've heard, you know, through the uh, KTL recordings, um, I heard your voice on it because I just downloaded it onto my phone, you know what I mean? And, yeah. And I'm liking the music, so peace to the God. Um it's a, it's a quote, it was something you said about going to church. And I was wondering what, you know, if you can elaborate on that, if you if you will, because I grew up in the church, I grew up a Christian. Yeah. But as I got older, you know, I wanted to take, you know, more journeys into something different each time. So, and, and, and right now I am, you know, attending church. That's good. So I was one, wondering... I mean, just and you inspired me, to, you know, because you said that. And I'm wondering why, why you said that. Why? What was the significance in that? In the church? Yeah. You're saying that I went to church? No. You saying why? You saying you said that we all should go back to church? Or, of course. Why not? Because look, which entity? In the world, in America, just reduce it to America, what entity in America has our people gathering more to it? The church. The church is where we meet. The church is where we go with styles. I mean, we wear our clothes, we buy our clothes to go to church in style. And it's good because we're going to see each other's. Only thing that we need to do is to remind the preacher of the book of Genesis one sixteen twenty nine right. Remind him that the Bible teaches that the herbs are for the healing of the nation. The Quran teaches the herbs are for the healing of the nation. The Bhagavad Gita does the same thing, the Talmud and the Torah. And every book that is sensible, okay, why they aren't doing it? Mm. Okay. Now, we are not going to condemn the church or curse the church or the preacher. We're going to help them. We're going to help them. You see, we always think, of destroying and then building. No, you don't think that. 
We're going to help the church because that is where we gather. No better place. But let us upgrade the church now. We are responsible because we know that the poor preacher doesn't know what is in the Bible or he just wants to willfully overlook God. We don't want that. You are not going to blaspheme God. You're not going to deny God and get away with it. So we have to make the preach. We, we have to give him the alarm, man. We have to make him alert. We have to show him. The preacher needs us. The preacher needs us right now. Because the preacher is noticing that the Bible is saying the herbs are for the healing of the nation. Mm-hmm. Wow, oh, that's deep, Doc. That's deep. I appreciate hey, brother, that. It is about love. I could say all kinds of stuff about Islam, but I was a Muslim too. And brother, the day that I was a Muslim, brother, it was some of the most beautifulest days. There was a brother in Islam named Robert, brother Robert, had blue eyes. Brother Robert, man, I was hungry one day. I didn't have no money. Man, shipping was bad, and I didn't have any money. Robert came by with some fish heads. <laughs> I can't forget this. Robert came by with these sheep head fish heads. And I made me some soup, and I, put, I cooked me some rice, which only 12 cents a pound. I had a fish soup and some rice. But I had something to eat. And Robert came by and dropped that up because he knew I needed something to eat. Then there was Fred. Fred used to drop by and give me 50 cents once in a while. But then when I got my little bit, I used to go and share it too. Man, that's why I remember New Orleans, man. There was a dude in New Orleans by the name of Ernest Moriel, who later became the mayor of New Orleans. I remember when the young man was only a lawyer. And Ernest used to come by the barbershop and cuss us out and say, You niggas, one day I'm going to put all you guys in jail, especially this nigga here from Honduras, Mr. X. <laughs> we love Moriel, man, and Moriel became. Do you know that I felt bad when Moriel passed? Because Moriel passed with asthma, and I had cured many people with asthma in in Los Angeles. And Moriel was a beautiful brother. His son later became the mayor. You know, his son, because of the father's record, and uh. New Orleans then was a beautiful, oh, my God, I could tell you guys some stories, brothers, about New Orleans. But, yeah, it's about love. It's about love, man. Yeah, we we got to bring it out now. You know, Uruwa, Uruwa also have in the in the package. You know, when you go in Compton or you go in Watts or you go in somewhere in, in uh, the Bronx, there are some old folks that live there on the fringe edges and getting poor medical care and nobody go to visit them. Where we putting together a cadre and we appropriating five million dollars to spread out across where they would visit and rub their lead with some salve and give them some tonic. That kind of giving, that kind of stuff to bring back the love that we once had for each other's 
Man, look, I'm excited. I am excited because I, I, I never belong to anything that reaches out to do this kind of stuff. It was a bunch of philosophy they were talking about. But now we got to go put it into motion. I told my brother, my brother was a preacher for 30 years. I said, look, man, you got to upgrade the church. You got to bring in a different food. Because everything you church people eat, God did not make any of it. Mm-hmm. Amen. This is serious. But it is beautiful, though. But you don't approach it with any degree of negativity. You approach it with love. Because the church needs our love. And we need the church. I don't go to church. I go to church once in a while. I donate to the church. I donate to the mosque, too. I donate to the Muslims. Of course I do. Why not? I have no problem with anybody. Right. It's love, man. It's mm. love. I'm I'm going to L.A. and they're going to be surprised this speech I'm going to give because what I'm going to say is going to, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be funny. But you see, but I feel that right now, Remember, we came to the period of 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 the rock and roll. We came to the period of the Daddy Grace and Pastor Jones. We came to the period of revolution and 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 the Black Panther Party, you know, and all that macho stuff. Oh my God! And you, young brothers and sisters, are fortunate to be part of this movement of today and that I say me at 80 years of age I'm enjoying it with you youngsters you think I don't feel good that I live long enough to see that after coming through all those various steps on the ladder that now we arrive at healing we arrive at love like Mrs. Watkins Mrs. Watkins told us 35, 40 years ago, you youngsters are not putting the element of love in your ideas and your thoughts. Love? What's wrong with you, lady? Talk about love. But the lady was right. We couldn't see it then. We were in our 20s, in our early 30s. And what do you know when you're early? Man, you don't know anything. I'm eight and I don't know anything. Imagine then. Imagine them. That's why we have to be careful. You know, because see you, you are younger than I am, but where you are at, you control that space. I don't remember that. <laughs> I passed that. How old are you, brother? Me, I'm 39. You see? I passed that place 40 years ago. Mm. You, you think I remember? How to be that? No. I only know how to be this. And this that I am is dictated by the laws of life. So do I know something? Know what? I don't know anything. I don't need to know anything. The only thing I want to make sure of is that I put in my mouth that which is consistent 
with my cellular predisposition. Okay? And nature have it so where it complements everybody, not not only black folks. But there are something that is unique about us that we need, like the gorilla and the polar bear. Gorillas do not eat polar bear food. I want to say thank you to the caller. Hi, <laughs> right, brother. You're on the West Coast. Please thank answer. you, my brother. Thank you so very much. Let your thank family you. and your thank friends you. know the doctor's thank going to be in the building this Sunday. All right. That's it. That's all right. It. I, I have one more question, but it, yeah, it's all good. If he has to go, he should, you know, part ways if he has to. I got a I got a lot of callers on the line. Like I said, if you can, that's okay. You know, I'm cool, man. I could go there tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I, I was asleep for one hour. I I, I I told Veronica, Veronica is a beautiful young lady. I wish you all meet Veronica. Veronica is from Puerto Rico. She's a Boricua. Right. She's bad. I mean, she brings out. Of me, things that many people, very few people have brought out. When I talk to her and we go riding into these places, I take her in the Everglades and stuff. I said, Veronica, do me a favor. Uh, wake me up at 9 o'clock because i got to catch an hour of sleep because I want to be prepared to get on this radio. And <laughs> Veronica woke me up five, ten minutes to 9. I rise and shine. So now I'm, I'm energized because I drank some bitters. Wait, yeah. I got to share it with you brothers. I got to put this in a package. You know I'm dumb? I do dumb things too, you know. Nigga, dumb. I'm telling you. So look, I uh, I, I, I found this herb. They, they, they call it Copa Marga. Some people call it Marga Copa. They, they reverse this stuff is so, it's bitter. It is bitter. Oh, God, it's bitter. But this stuff, when you take a little cup of it, man, you're going to be like me right now, acting stupid. <laughs> you're going to be <laughs> You got so much energy. Look, you don't know what to do with your stupid self. But the beautiful thing about it, is that you begin to laugh and you look at things funny. Even people that may have done things to you that you didn't like, guess what? You're going to love them because you're going to realize that it wasn't their fault. It wasn't their fault, man. No. Nobody's to be blamed. We all are very sick. We've been eating blood. 500 years instead of vegetables we've been eating blood so you think that we don't need the help of each other we need the church and the church needs us I was in Memphis I was in Memphis teaching man I was Nick was off the hook I was I mean it was a Sunday afternoon that I was so happy and this woman asked me Dr. Sebi 
You are teaching us from the Holy Bible things that the preachers doesn't teach us. Tell us about. You think that we should condemn the preacher? I said, no, 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 no. No, we don't do that. Condemn. Criticize. No, no, no. So what should we do? I said, the preacher needs our love. That's he is. What we need to do is go to the preacher and say, Hey, Reverend, you know, uh, my mama legs are swelling all the time. And she has problem with circulation. And could it be that it is because my mama is not going to someone that knows about herbs instead of going to the doctor? Call on the front seat. And see what he says. And But Reverend, like I told my brother, my brother was five years younger than me. And my mother wanted me to be the preacher. My mama asked me to be the preacher because she thought that I had a more broader vocabulary, a rich, more spectrum, a broader spectrum of vocabulary. So I said, no, I don't want to be no preacher. She said, why? I said, I want to be a servant. Hmm. Well, what kind of servant do you want to be? I don't know, but I don't want to be no preacher. <clears throat> not that there's something wrong with preachers, but I don't want to be that because I'm not comfortable with that. I want to be a good servant. I want to make people laugh. I want to make people feel good. And lo and behold, my mother heard me talking one day in Washington, in New York. She's in New York and heard me talking. And she came to me and said, I thought she didn't want to be a preacher. Boy, I was. Mama could drop some stuff on you. Man, Mama is cold. But look, the other mama, the other mama, which is Africa, our mama, the biggest one. When I went there, I went there to heal the president of Guinea. And I wound up using herb from Guinea that he didn't know he had right there in the bowels of Mama. And brothers, I'm going to Guinea to come back with an herb for those old men that cannot make babies. Let me tell you something. There's an herb in Africa. We'll have you making babies at 100, okay? And I know that to be a fact because I'm eight and I got a baby two years old. And I know a man, there's a man in Africa right now that married a girl 17 years of age, and she's pregnant. And how old is he? He's only 117 years old. He's only 100 years older than his wife. But if you tell oh, that to Lord, someone that eats starch, he's not going to believe that. He cannot believe that. Hold oh, on, man. Oh, son. Oh, not a century. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, not a century older than me. Whoa. I'll hit you next discovery. I'll just say I said it. My wow. baby is a year and a half older than I'm 80. Now, when, when I get to 100, if I get to 100, time is only going to be 20. When you get 22. to 22. 
Man, I go twenty two with a father hundred. Boy, that's funny. Wow. Yes. That is funny. But what it did for me, it grounded me. My little baby is only a year or nine or uh, ten months old. But she wait, no. Tabo gonna be two the twenty sixth of this month. Monday. Two. But this is a baby. Ground me because I had to change diapers, wash diapers. I had to make her her bottle because her mama became sick. She suffered with postpartum depression. So her mama had to go back to her place where she lived in her village with her mother and her father. And I stayed with the baby. And the baby was given to me when she was only nine months. Now here's a man. 79 years of age with a nice month. This baby boy. I used to beat my daughter's cleaner and play with her. And now she's going to be two. And all she knows is Papa. Papa. She called me this morning on the phone. And she don't want to drink her tea because she, she drink this tea. They call it albaca that I want to introduce to this children in Honduras, in the United States. Albaca is a beautiful tea. Oh, my God. I can't describe it. And it's natural. So she likes albaca in the morning. And, and, and she, about around 5 o'clock. I got her used to that because I was drinking tea in the morning when I had to wake up. And she saw me drinking tea. She wanted tea, too. So now she's two years of age, and she's been drinking tea for a year and two months. And she's very smart. I don't talk, no baby talk to her. She's smart. And she right. got her attitude, too. And I let her, I allow her that. I would never beat my girl because I never beat any of my children, you know. No, you don't do that. But this is the baby. Let me know, yeah, you you may be 80, but you're going to take care of me. Hmm. And, and, that's, and that's good because it disciplined me. You know, it keeps, it holds me. I've got to go to sleep at 6 o'clock with my baby, and I've been going to sleep at 6 o'clock all my life. I went to bed today. I had company here, and I had to push them out because it's 6 o'clock. I've got to go to bed. So I called Veronica and said, please wake me up at 9 o'clock, Veronica. Because I go to sleep at 6, me and my baby. And I miss her, man. I miss my baby. I miss her very much. A whole yep. bunch. And she missed me because every evening the sitter, she tells the babysitter, Papa, and she gives her the phone to call me. And she's only, she's not even two yet. She'll be two in a couple of days. So you could say two. Right. Babies are beautiful, man. All <laughs> babies are beautiful. We are babies. See, we are babies. We're somebody's baby. Yes, we are. Talking about we are men. You know, a brother told me that in, in, in Los Angeles. I'm a man, brother. I'm not like you. Not <laughs> a pe- telling the world that you kiss butt. I don't kiss nobody's butt. I'm a man. I said, but Ernest, his name is Ernest. I said, Ernest, you told me that I'm not a man because I kiss butt. I came out of a butt. What you talking about, man? And besides that, I don't know what a man is. I know I'm a male by nature. I got testicles that make me a male. And when did I become a man? 
We're looking at one. I said, but Ernest, if if you're a man and I got the same components you have, what precludes me? How come I'm not one too? And then he looked at me and got serious. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> Doctor, give, give me one second. I just need to make this announcement, family. We got eight minutes to the live call. You can call into the line three four seven six. Seven two one three five six three seven twenty one thirty five. I do have a lot of hands in the call queue. Red and KT, hold me down for about four minutes. I got to change my battery, so this cut. I'm I got you. I got you. I'm gonna open up the line. I right, just hold it down with the next caller, and I'll be back in about three or four minutes. So let's go to caller from the four zero four four zero four nine eight three four zero four nine eight three. Caller, peace. Atlanta. Peace, peace. What's good, brother? What's good, man? Peace, man, peace. Uh, hey, man, I feel like I'm where I need to be right now, man. Y'all my brothers, man. Y'all my brothers. <laughs> it's all family, man. Hey, man, we a family, man. Yeah, my brother. You're talking about you 80, man. You got the energy of like you 15 or 16 over there, man. Hey, man, what's wrong with you, man? I'm only 80, but remember, the niggas stopped eating meat 60 years ago. <laughs> I got you, I got you. Look, I'm up here in the ATL, man, with uh, with KT, of course. Um, and man, I started listening to you all about it's been about two and a half years ago, and I just want those who are um listeners on the line to know me myself. I had a personal experience. Um, I want y'all to know that these brothers are real. You know what I'm saying? I respect y'all. I got nothing but love for you all. I got nothing but love. I can't say it enough. I got nothing but love for y'all. But um, to move forward, um, I came here about 2003. When I came here in 2003, I had real, real bad sinuses, man, real messed up allergies. I couldn't take the atmosphere. My eyes would always swell, you know, um, burn, things of that nature. And it was something that I just could not get you get rid of and to allow to be gone with my body unless I just slept. My eyes were closed or stayed in, you know what I'm saying? So to move forward, uh, I end up getting put on to the show, Red Pill, Blue Pill, for KT himself. And um, from that point on, man, uh, everything that you guys talked about and installed and was given to us as listeners on the show, you know what I'm saying, was nothing but just truth and knowledge of what I needed at the time to bring me to this point where I'm at now. Um, I can say right now to this day, the pollen, whatever hits the atmosphere, allergies, signs, it don't mess with me. I don't even know the season is in when it comes. I've been on the mouse. I've been on the water, thanks to KT, and all that has brought me about to be clear and clean on the inside. And I remember listening to the show a couple of years ago, um, Know the Ledge, and um, they had you on, Savy, and um, y'all had a brother Polite on there, and he talked about you healing him. And, yeah, uh, he had diabetes. Correct, correct. Yeah, I'm <laughs> Yes, I, I, remember, I remember something he said that was real particular that caught my attention. He said he went to the restroom and said this black stuff came out of him. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I remember that. I remember that. And I always kept that in mind. I like, damn, what what 
what the hell is this black stuff um, he's referring to? But it had nothing to do with me, so I just let it go. But I always kept it in mind. So I want the listeners to hear this. To move forward, um, I had a mother who suffered a stroke. She had a tumor that grew on her head. And um, one side of her face went weak. And uh, like I said, I was dealing with KT at the time. KT didn't even know it, so I started buying a lot of moss from him. I started buying a lot of sea moss from him, a lot of alkaline water, and I was just putting it up. I said, I'm going to go. I'm going to go, you know what I'm saying, because I really believed in everything y'all said, you know what I'm saying, my my heart, everything in me, just, just hey, I'm going to go up there, and I'm going to do this. So that stuff works. I know it do because I, I felt the change in me, so I know it does something. Um, And my mother was scheduled. Of course, she had to start taking medicine because that's what they do. They push medicine on you. Now, I didn't want that to be going on because of everything you all dropped from dropped to me. You know what I'm saying? Everything that I've taken in from you all, and I knew that medicine wasn't the way to go. So, she had been taking medicine. She felt a little better, but every now and then she'd have pain. You know what I'm saying? So, she developed a blood clot in her foot, which traveled up her leg. And they told her that they were going to have to go in cut a leg off and go in and clock. So I was like, I don't want to cut nothing. So I went home, which is Florida. I spent a week up there with my mother with the water in the mouth. And I was on her just like I was a doctor. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I started cooking for her, changing up her food, everything that you had spoke on on the show as far as eating, things of that nature. And when she woke up in the morning, I made sure she drank a glass of the alkaline water. And a couple of minutes after that, I made sure she had a glass of moss, thanks to KT. And um, I was there for a week, and I did this ritual for a week straight, and I left. That next following week, she was scheduled to go get a checkup again, follow up with the doctor. She went to the doctor. I called her, I said, Mom, how your visit go? She went to the doctor. They put the machines on her, and they started prepping to do whatever they had to do. And so she said the doctor was looking on the machine, and he's like, give me a minute. He kept looking. So after a while, he was like, give me a minute. The machine was probably uh, functioning right. Sometimes you get a little kinky, you understand? So, and he was explaining to her, he's like, just give me a second because something's going on. And so he told her, he said, let me have you come back because the machine's not acting right. That's the answer he gave her. For <laughs> so she comes she back a couple of right. days later to see the doctor. Same process, prepping, getting ready, puts the machine on her, looking for this clock. So she said she can see the frustration in his face. And so he told her she could get up. She said, all right, you can go. And so she said, wait a minute. She's walking out the door. She said, you're not going to tell me, I mean, what's the next step? What do we do? He said her next appointment. Her next appointment was a year later because he could not find a trace of the blood clot inside her leg. That's right. So I know for a fact the things that you all present to us, I just want everybody listening to know that these brothers are, are they, they serve us, they heal us, they, they true, they real. The most current event, the most exciting event for me in my life that has just taken place. My auntie, two and a half years ago, was diagnosed with breast cancer. Diagnosed with breast cancer two and a half years ago. Something in me being 
told me that she was going to be made whole again, that this was not going to be a part of her life. I started talking to her about the alkaline water. I said, Auntie, there's a way that you can fix this. You know what I'm saying? You got to change your diet, things of that nature. And she did. She would cycle back and forth, you know what I'm saying? Because a person's going to do what they want to do. They want to eat how they want to eat. But she eventually cleaned her diet up. I can't tell you what she changed in her diet, but I know she started drinking alkaline water. And I knew then, at the time, what was going to happen, that this process of healing had already started. Because the first thing she said to me a couple of weeks later, she said she was laying in her bed, and she heard a loud pop noise, like a balloon pop, and a sizzle began in her breast. And she said she had to use the restroom. When she used the restroom, she said all this black stuff came out of her. Always the black stuff. Always the black stuff. The same thing that Polite spoke on. All of us have the black stuff. Everybody that's above 10 years of age Uh begin to accumulate the black stuff. Yes, yes, yes. What I want to say moving forward, she believed and she can heal herself. She she just believed that. That's what she, you spoke on, uh, you spoke on, the mind and what you think, how powerful it is. She believed in that, you know what I'm saying? She kept praying to God. She believed in God. And it's two and a half years ago, right now, to the day. Um, a month ago, my auntie was just released, cured of cancer. No sign, no trace at all. And let me say this. Through the process, she never took one pill. She never had a treatment of radiation, and she denied them every time of surgery. And they told her she was crazy. They told her she was going to die. They even had a psychiatrist call her to check on her because of them saying that she was insane. But they had to cure her and give her her walking papers, and she has no cancer right now to this day. It is. I can't say it no better than that. So believe me, man, y'all are, y'all are, y'all are, Y'all are more than the servants, man. People, all I can say to you that's listening is just know. I'm going to quote the show, know the ledge. That's the only thing I can say. Know the ledge. Like I said, I love you, man. I love you, KT. I love you, man. We're going to have to. We're going to have to. love you, too, brother. I love you, too, my brother. I love you. Love you. Hey, Hey, man, it's about love, man. You know, you was talking about how I am to you and what I am to the public. But we all should be that for each other's. Each other's, yes. man. Right. Wouldn't that be a blast, man? Look, we've been contributing our energies to trying to decipher a whole bunch of wisdom that's out there in the air. What about if we collect all that stuff and say, oh, just stop it. Just begin to love each other and see what's going to happen. Exactly, exactly. And, uh, and that's what you're transmitting tonight. That's how you made me feel. With your words, even though you may not be considered a healer, but you heal me, you heal a part of me, you're making me feel very good tonight. And everybody that's listening, I know that they are resonating with it. Because, man, brother, the the way that you express everything that you said, hey, man, look, that's a jewel, man. I want to thank you so very much. 
We don't want you to be our patient for life. We we want to help the people quick because, hey, man, we're insane. We are insane. you kidding your mama to buy some crack? That happened in 1985 in Brooklyn. I remember that. Malcolm Grandson killed his wife. Insanity. We're insane. We all are crazy. We are crazy. You 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 just walk out in the street and say, hello, man. Hey, man. Hi. Hey, what's happening? I mean, anybody. Hey, man, love, man. They, they look at you like you're dumb. You're stupid. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying you should do that awkwardly like that because that's kind of crazy, too. But when the opportunity presents itself, you afford that. You deploy that feeling, that love. That smile. A group of women, I'm going to Chicago in 1990. I'm I'm on the plane from Miami to Chicago, and this group of women was on a cruise. Well, I was in the same plane with them, so a woman that was part of the cruise, way on the other side of the plane, said, Dr. Sebi, Dr. Sebi, I asked the door, I didn't hear the woman. So the woman behind me touched me and said, Hey, they're talking to you. She said, How do you know I'm Dr. Sebi? Well, we know you. We saw you on television. We know your voice. <laughs> so I said, okay, I'm Dr. Sebi. So the woman that initiated it said, you know, I would like to find a better word to attach to you beside a bigot. I say, well, I don't think you may need to call me something else. Maybe that is appropriate for me. <laughs> Why are you calling me a bigot? She said, because you want to talk about black people. I said, well, you know, that's all I know. I don't know anything about Chinese. I don't know anything about Arabs or white people. All I know is about some black folks. And uh, in doing so, I would be able to help myself and also you. But I want to ask you a question. She said, yes. Are you from Chicago? She said, yes. Have you ever watched pelicans flying around Lake Michigan and with the pelicans you find an eagle? She said, no. Have you ever seen crows flying with pelicans? She said, no. Have you ever seen pigeons flying with pelicans? She said, no. I said, well, that pelican is a bigot. You know what she did? The white woman got up and came and kissed me and said, thank you. You know what we begin, what we should begin to see and learn to do? That when somebody accuses you of something, don't tell them that you're not that. Agree with them. Even though you know you're not that, you agree with them. You don't go around disagreeing with anyone. When Dr. Victor Herbert told the Supreme Court that I didn't know what I was talking about, that I was unscientific and insane, I told the judge, Dr. Victor Herbert is 100% right. The judge said, you agree with him? I said, Your Honor, I agree with the devil. I agree with everyone. And why do you agree with Dr. Victor Herbert? I said, I have to agree with him because he said that I am unscientific. But if we have to use science as a barometer in the reversibility of disease, 
science already had five, five hundred years. They have not reversed one. So we have to look outside of science. And when we look outside of science, you know what we find? We find an organic world. Okay, Dr. Victor Herbert, deal with that. Talking about I'm dumb. <laughs> I thought you were funny. <laughs> Poor old Victor was angry at me. Victor was angry. And then when I went back to New York and they were interviewing me at the McCreary Report, he was there. Victor come up and asked me, I thought they'd kick you out of New York. I said, Victor, I think you suffer with, with some kind of amnesia. You forgot that I prevailed over you. I prevailed over you. So we, the black race, not Dr. Sebi, the black race won. The black race was able to produce to the world and show the world that our premise is consistent because Dr. Sebi is a black man. He's an African. He's not a Chinese. I'm not a Dutch. I'm, I'm not a Latin. I'm a nigger out the jungles. So why can't we support the nigger out the jungles? Because we're ashamed of the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> we are ashamed. And we think, we think it's funny. We think it's nasty. But when I took the jungle to the Supreme Court, I asked them, Your Honor, uh, when we were home, we didn't have rice and beans and chicken and hogs and cows and goats. We didn't have flour, yeast, and all that stuff. She said, no. But when you remove us from Africa, did you bring up a food with us? She said, no. I said, oh, oh. Oh, oh. So we are like an automobile that should be burning diesel. They're putting gasoline in us. You see? And we talk about we are scholars, we are smart. Smart? What makes you smart, man? You read a whole lot of books? Was it about life? Because life is not going to make you happy. Your health, not those books. Like Rufus told us in Guinea. <laughs> I said, Rufus, what's wrong with Africa? Say the book. Straight out, right? They didn't have to read the book. Because before the visitors came, there were no book, and we had the land. No, we got the book, and they got the land. Yeah. So we have to go back to ourselves. For us to really say that we love white people and Chinese and Arab and Eskimo, we have to love ourselves first. That's common sense, isn't it? If you don't love yourself, how come you're not, you're not going to love yourself and then you're going to have the ability to love me? Well, loving me doesn't make you feel good. Loving yourself will make you feel good. And you cannot love me when you feel bad. So you cannot love anyone unless you love yourself. It's impossible. I love you, yeah. Eating this pork chop. A lamb chop, so rice and beans, which is all acid. So you see, they're not being kind to us. They're not being good to us. 
who is responsible? Because they're killing us. Somebody doesn't care about us. We got to show them that. That's why we have to have the preacher. Because we know the poor preacher doesn't know. Because he too eat chicken. <laughs> he loved that bird, boy. <laughs> he loved that bird. And it's going to make him sick. It made my brother sick and killed him. That hog head killed him too. Oh, yeah. We, we need to help folks. And the funny thing about this is that as you grow and you begin to see clarity, or clarity comes in then, as clarity comes in and you begin to see things differently, guess what? You got to reach back and cure those and help those that cannot see because the place is not comfortable unless you bring a lot with you because you're not going to be there by yourself and enjoy it. You better go and get some more. And to get some more, you cannot go there with the attitude of, I know and you don't know and you don't have it. I have it. Oh, yeah? We're going to be there by yourself. But if you have compassion and understanding, man, you're going to help as many as you possibly can because now it becomes fun. But we are going to sit down one day and really laugh at everything and enjoy ourselves. It's beautiful, man. It's beautiful to help. This white lady, what she said, that only Dr. Sibby would have given an answer like that on the plane. And she kissed me. And, and, and I know that she meant that. She meant that. One day, look, I'm going to say something here that only your mother knows. Only your mother heard. A, a white lady asked your mother if I was God. Wow. Where were we? In New Orleans. That same white woman came to me and asked me if I was God. And she wanted me to take me take her with me. She said, take, take me with you, please. Take me with you. I'll buy you anything. I'll buy you a ship. I'll buy you a plane. I'll buy you anything. And I look at this lady, and I know that she was serious. But the only reason why she attached that God thing to me was because I was saying things that she never heard, but they were consistent with life. That's all why. I'm not God. I'm not the devil. I'm savvy. And we move on. With the love that we need, man, it's, it's beautiful. That white lady, she felt so good with the things I was saying. She thought I was God. But what's in me is in all of us. But we haven't touched that part of us yet because they, they had us hooked up on philosophies, you know. But that's okay. That was supposed to be too. That was in place. So now we're moving with Uroa, the love that was contained is bursting out. Yeah. You know, I'm glad that Veronica woke me up. I was dead in a beautiful dream. And Veronica woke me up. I would have been on this program tonight. Oh, my God. I would have been sleeping. See, I go to sleep at 6 o'clock. Every evening I go to sleep at 6. But, but I wake up at 2. And I stay awake all day. Indeed. But it's 
Yes, can we take a few more calls in? I got a, I got a whole lot of hands up in the call. Hey, man, just bring them in. Bring them right. in. I love you guys, man. Peace to you. Thank you, brother. I really do appreciate you calling in, man. For sure, man. We shall meet. Peace. Thank we'll you, bro. Be in touch. Appreciate you, man. Definitely permanent part of the KTL family, for sure. Oh, yeah. All right. Love and light, brother. Is your brother on? Huh? Is the brother on? The caller. Yeah, I'm gonna, is, the, I'm... Is, is the caller on? Oh no, no, you didn't bring him. You didn't bring him in yet, did you? Oh, okay, that's what I thought. Uh, yeah, I have to bring a new, uh, another caller in right yeah. now. So many hands. Let's go to the eight five six eight five four four nine eight five six four forty nine caller. Peace. Peace. Hello. Peace, Peace, Peace brother. Peace. All right, what's good, KTL, Red and Blue? What's the deal? This brother has from Philly. Oh, peace, bro, peace. Peace, yeah, peace. peace, my brother, Philly. Oh, yeah. Peace, Dr. Peace, Dr. Dr. Sister Beverly. Ah, yeah, no doubt. No hey, doubt. You, you know Sister Bev, right? I heard of her. My she mom made, knows her. Hey, man, she made right. the best. Hey, I was down town She made the best burgers in the whole wide world. Yes, sir. I, I heard. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get around there. Oh, you gotta go and eat her burger, man. Oh yes, just the best stuff. I got a question for you, Doctor Savi. Yeah, um, my brother. I know you were saying about. Um, I got a question about like, like it's all hybrids bad. Like ain't got no kind of nutrients or nothing. Like I heard you saying something about the carrots earlier and stuff like that. Okay. They are hybrids that would not hurt you like others, like starch, starches, yeah. like sugar is a hybrid. Right. Sugar has more glucose than any flour. So in degrees, sugar has more starch, which is more carbonic acid than does flour. But say a hybrid like a squash, well, a squash does not have the starch that sugar or flour has, but it wouldn't it wouldn't nourish you anyway because it is a hybrid. For something right. to nourish you, it has to be electrical, and for it to be electrical, it has to be untampered. You know, they call it a native plant. A native plant is a plant that was made with the universe when the universe was made. It came too. But a yes. plant like a carrot that was made in the laboratory through cross-pollination, that cross is not right. electrical and it has stars. The native plant that came with the universe is complete. It was made by life itself. The carrot was right. not made by life. So okay. it cannot promote and support life. Wow, that's deep. Okay. It was, it was made by a machine. Yes, sir. Okay. These things we need to know. These things we need to know. But they didn't educate us 
when it, when it, and in reference to nutrition, you know they didn't. Right. We don't know about that. We think that rice and beans is good, and I used to like rice and beans. Ain't nobody eat more rice and beans than me. When I went to New Orleans, I thought New Orleans was heaven. So you eat rice and beans three times a day. Beans and rice. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I know right. you throw a ham hot in there, my brother. Okay. You throw a ham hot in there? Uh, oh, my God. You lick your fingers all day long. No doubt. But I'm, but with, all, the, I'm, with, the move, I'm with the movement, brother. I'm, 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 ready. I'm ready to sign up. I'm with the, I'm with, I'm with it. I'm with the whole family, you know. Blue know what time it is. We, we build. Oh, we all are growing. We all are growing. We're learning. And this is why sharing is so good. Because, see, somebody had to share this information with me. Then I had to research the other part of it. And then you all will do the same. You are going to improve on it. Yes, Dr. Sivy yes. may have cured AIDS in a week or two. No, no. The, the shortest time that I've ever had in curing someone of AIDS was 19 days. He was HIV positive. Now he's HIV negative in 19 days. But you guys may do it in a day or two. We don't know. But we know it will be improved. And you all don't know it either. Because when I was at your guys, you guys' age, I didn't know they were going to turn out to be like this. Yes, sir. Okay. You see? But it's all good. It's all growth. It's all beautiful. Nobody knows know. everything. Nobody knows everything. And no, nobody will ever know everything. And, and what is knowing everything anyway? When you right. only have to exactly. know what you're supposed to put in your mouth. And keep on moving. And yes, keep sir. on moving. Okay. You see? Okay, I appreciate, appreciate you. I appreciate you, right. my brother. Yes, sir. I, I, um, I'm just going to stay listening. Peace to y'all. One love. Shout out One to the family, y'all. No doubt, he got. We got to get him. We got. We got to get him at the Black and Nobel. You know what I'm saying? We, we make that happen. We gonna work something out. All right. Find rotation. No doubt. All right. Peace. peace. Okay. All right, let's let's uh, jump to West. I got a one no in the queue. Do y'all hear the phone giving reverb on y'all line, or is it just me? Nah, I hear it, too. I don't know. Huh? You hear me? Yeah, please. Yeah, I don't hear any reverb on my phone. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going on, but I hear some feedback. Yeah, I hear it. That's your phone? Huh? Red, is that your phone there? Nah, my phone is on mute, bro. All right. So we're just going to roll. I got a call up for the 310. 310 503. 310 call up. Hey. Hey. Can you hear me? Can I be heard? Yes, yep. you can. Peace, brother. Live and direct. Oh, excellent. 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 Dr. Sabi, bright moments to you, good brother. Oh, a bright moment to you, my good brother. Oh, man, much love. Washita, love to you. Listen, Dr. Savy, man, I'm going to take you back to the 70s, brother, to uh, 
Los Angeles at Children's Space. I have to send you the greetings. Oh, from my people. God. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Man, 11 oh. Beck Road. Amen. Look, brother, we communicated because today, 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 <laughs> I was thinking about those children's space. Yolanda yes. Reed, Uta, Yolanda and Emwalimu. Man, Uta. I admire these two sisters, man. They are yes. bad. Yes, brother. I came across you at Children's Space in the 70s, and I can give major testimonies on a group of sisters and brothers who you assisted in their healing. I know from cancer to blindness right here in L.A., brother. Well, the I mean, first I saw it with my own eyes. <laughs> I saw it with my own eyes, brother. I know. I'm knowing, brother. Mr. Fredericks was blind. And, and man, when the man started to see, I was embarrassed. Because I didn't know how to fully explain what I did. Yes. <laughs> listen, listen, Dadishi asked me to give you the greeting, Sadie. Dadishi used to work out there, the flute player. Who? He asked me to give you the greeting. A brother named Dadishi, he worked with Ucha at, the, at, at Children's Space. He was a flute player. I know Dadishi, of course. Yes, yes, I talked to him today. I told him he was going to be on the air tonight. Let, let me move forward a little bit. That, that, Sabi, you and I did two radio programs on, on, on Stevie Wonder Station. I was oh, in yeah, studio KJLH. KJLH, and I remember when you and I were in studio and a call came in on the bat line, right? 